Hello and welcome to PFF Fantasy Football Podcast Live Draft Edition. I'm your host, Ian Harris. Join me, as always, is none other than PFS finest, Dwayne The Rock McFarlane. Dwayne, we were just already kind of nerding out, talking like strategy about this draft for five minutes. And I was like, hold on, we should probably just <laughs> start recording. recording. So we are at the one, uh, 110 spot here on over at my FFPC. Dwayne, what's the big fancy tournament we're in? Yeah, so it's the Football Guys Players Championship. So it's like it's the Sigmund Bloom and Matt Waldman Players Championship. Like that, Let's go. Those are like the those are the OGs from Football Guys that I always have looked up to. And uh, so yeah, this is a uh, this is all for Football Guys. But just a couple quick notes for folks. So this is a one quarterback, two running back, two wide receivers, one tight end, and two flex. But it's full PPR except for tight end is tight end premium. So those two extra flex spots. Um, make this a really unique tournament. There's a lot of flexibility. Um, the tight end premium make this a very unique tournament. That creates flexibility as well. So really, like your roster construction can go in a lot of different ways, but you 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 want to have a good tight end. You know, I mean, you can make do, like you can make any draft plan work, but it's better to have a good tight end. And the quarterbacks typically push down in this sort of draft. So if you look at like the ADPs, you'll notice over here, Kyler Murray goes in the eighth and ninth round, sometimes seventh, whereas on underdog, you know, it's a fifth or sixth round pick. So the quarterbacks will push down. So we'll make that adjustment. The tight ends push up and the double flex. It's a race to the flex, you know, so I'm um, talking two RBs, two wide receivers, plus the two flex spots, but we can use tight ends. So if people see us take two tight ends, don't like be like, what the hell are Dwayne and Ian doing? Well, the reason is, is because it's one and a half points per reception for tight end playing for $500,000. I told my lovely fiance, future Mrs. Tits about this. And Dwayne, I love, <laughs> I, I love my job. You know, I really think even if I won just a boatload of money, I would still find a way to just blabber about football, but future Mrs. Tits, I said, she is retiring if we win this tonight. So no pressure, but <laughs> we got that on the line. Man, she she'll retire for cheap. Like I, yeah, I was we'll thinking, you know, we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> enter a main event as well, Ian. And, and the first place there will be a Millie. Now we're talking. Um, so so we'd be split, you know, five hundred k each. Like that's a little bit better. But you know, she could definitely retire for a bit. You know, hey, who am I to tell her what to do? Like, <laughs> she can pull that off with you. Then more power to her. I'm just happy we've done a bunch of best ball streams. I love best ball. We're still gonna do some more best ball streams, but we are back in the tried and true redraft streets. Dwayne, I did. I think I told you guys about this. I had the um. I think they were from Portugal. I, I don't remember what weird country they were from. Not that there's anything wrong with the country, but I was in a sleeper draft earlier this offseason. That is going to be a redraft. But other than that, this is my first actual redraft um, of the summer. So great day to be great, Dwayne. And we are officially in round one. Happy to see the 60-second timer here versus the 30-second underdog. Uh, before we were going to do this, Dwayne. We can actually talk a little bit. It's not yeah, no, exactly. Like, well, you, well yeah. uh, you, you were saying before uh, you thought that I would want to make this live, and I was like, look, man, we're doing a $25 best ball mini. That's one thing. 350 here. No, I'm not giving away our picks right now, so if we're going up against any of you here, you know, sorry, not sorry, but we're not giving our freaking cue away. <laughs> It's okay. It's okay. We're, we're, we're allowed to try to be competitive and we can still make good content while we're doing it. Damn right. Um, so you and I were talking a little bit before this pick. So um, Jonathan Taylor just went off the board 101. No, no real surprise. I did look at the um, players that we are playing with tonight. It's a pretty sharp room. So like a lot of them have badges um, that at least means they've played a lot. doesn't necessarily mean everybody's won a lot. Um, so I expect this to be a decently sharp draft. It, it doesn't always mean that. So we'll see how it goes. But, you know, picking at the end of the first round, we have pick 10. 
you want to kind of be balanced. I think, you know, we'll see how the board falls. Like we're definitely not, we're not going to like avoid value, right? If value just falls in our lap, like we'll be happy to take it, but it's a situation where coming back in the third and fourth rounds, you don't want to have to pin all of your hopes on just hoping one or one running back makes it back. Right. Or two, we could get lucky. Um, you know, we could see something where, you know, um, maybe ETN falls, you know, based on, you know, the news that, Oh, James yeah. Robinson's looking really spry, that sort of thing. Um, so we want to no leave pop. that in play, but it's tough Dwayne, to depend on it. Speaking of that though, no publicist is a pleasant surprise for James Robinson as yeah, yeah, it is for sure. Yeah. We'll see. I, I don't exactly get what the big rush is here, but hey, if the guy's great and ready to go, then so be it, man. Same thing with uh, Rapshi, you know, talking with Dobbins. And Rapshi said this afterwards. He said, hey, I, I hope J.K. Dobbins is 100% ready to go in week one. I trust my source. So that's all we're trying to do here. Obviously, we would love to and have so far he's been right. Health. Yep, <laughs> there we go. So Derrick Henry off the board at 107. Dwayne, you were thinking I might have to. Uh, I, I was, I'm kind of glad because like the teams where I probably will roster uh, Derrick Henry this year will be with Ian. <laughs> there we go. There so we go. I, I'm like, hey, uh, let's not do it out of the gate unless he slides around the turn. We already had that conversation. Real quick on ETN though. The beauty of it, I think getting ETN in the third round, like I'm already assuming James Robinson is going to have a role, right? And he's really going to be in the DeAndre Swift role. If for some reason, DeAndre, if, if James Robinson isn't ready or ETN just takes over the whole backfield, right? That's where the huge, the massive upside comes for ETN. I can't think of a better We're up next. analogy for that backfield than just basically AFC version of DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams. Okay, so we're pro probably so pulling dude, the Jamar trigger. Jamar Chase is on this board, and if he's there, I think you just take him and move forward, and he's there. It's, this is a slide for Jamar Chase. Hammer Dalvin. He normally goes we go. pick six. We're going to rock this thing. All right. Decision Value got made out for the us. gate, baby. Decision got made for us with Taylor, McCaffrey, Najee, Henry, Eckler, and Dalvin on the board. For you YouTubers out there, we have Dwayne's handy uh, tier sheet up above right now. Top three, 1A uh, wide receiver tier is all gone. 1A, 1B, and 1C running back tier. We still have Mark Andrews sitting there alongside Travis Kelsey in the 1A tight end tier. So Dwayne, let's talk back yeah. real quick, Ian. So, I mean, I have Barkley in, in the queue but I would put Swift in the queue. I would put Aaron Jones in the queue. Um, I would be willing to take any of those. There's a chance Lenny falls because this fat stuff is just out of control. <laughs> so I'd like to give him a chance in the third that people all of a sudden the room's just sour on him. And, and normally, you know, he's an ADP of 22. So we don't really want to take him here, but I would consider, consider any of the other backs here. I would also honestly be fine with anybody else we have in our queue. Stefan Diggs, Devontae Adams, CeeDee Lamb, Mark Andrews. The challenge is when it comes back in the third or fourth round, how are we going to feel if we you know, are faced with, like, we have to take Brees Hall as our RB1? And it's not the worst thing. Like, his profile's fine. Like, it's, it's an explosive pass-catching down back. Like, we like that. But just something for you to think about as these next two, uh, as, as these next picks click off. And look, Lamb in the first round. I like the idea probably of getting, if Saquon's there, pulling the trigger there and dipping into the 1B tight end tier on the way back around, hopefully okay. around three or four. Do you think Pitts, Waller, and I, Kittle are going to make it back to us? No. I, a Kittle, no. Kittle will. Kittle will. Kittle's been okay, going. I'm fine with that. that. Well, earlier I wrote down also Goddard goes in the sixth round and you can get her. Uh, Jalen Hurts in the seventh, basically from the pick that we have. So I was kind of doing a little recon okay. ahead of time. So there goes Swift. I'm cool with Saquon or Andrews. I'll leave it up to you. Okay, let's see here. So Swift went, Andrews went, Jesus. Stefan Diggs is sitting here. You got to be kidding me. 
I mean, it is Stefan Diggs. Oh, Andrews is sometimes you, okay. sometimes you just got to let it hang out, Ian. I mean, I, I, I'm our wide receiver with, three and our wide receiver four. Yeah, let's yeah do I'm it. good with it if you want to just rock it. Let's do you it. Wanna rock it. Yep, let's rock it. Right, Diggs and it. Chase, Boom. best wide receiver combo in the league. Oh, let's go. Okay, and now we come makes back. It fun makes it fun. I hope we can get a chance to get Kittle. If not. We'll start going at some RBs. There are some uh, different opinions in the industry, Dwayne. I know we've started to come around more and more to the idea of getting two running backs in the first three or four rounds, but smart friend of the pod, someone that we've gone on the couch several times with Sigmund Bloom. I saw a tweet today that he actually believes this could be the best year to go zero RB. Again, it just comes down to if you can kind of target the right players in the right spots. Again, Dwayne has some fantastic content over at PFF.com. Right now, the perfect draft strategy for quarterback, running back, wide receiver. By the time you listen to this, tight end might be up as well. We've already broken down quarterback and running back, wide receiver and tight end coming up later this week. But Dwayne, there is an argument with the zero RB. Again, if I think almost any strategy can work, which you spell out in your uh, intro to the article. Again, each draft is one living dynamic organism after all. <laughs> you're going to work that in, dude. But I like, it. I think zero RB is fine if the draft falls the way it falls. We just need to, again, continue to be, I guess, uh, flexible depending on where the value is falling. And that's what happened here, right? Jamar Chase normally goes pick six. He falls to us at pick 10. Stefan Diggs normally goes pick 11. He comes back around to us with the third pick in the second round. That's how I want to build my zero RB build is like, okay, you want to give me two freaking uh, receivers that honestly, and you and I have talked many times about should Stefan Diggs, Diggs just be in tier one. A, I mean, what are we doing? Like we, we've had that conversation, like how many times um, and, and just based on the offense he gets to play in and the quarterback that he has, I mean, everything is lined up for Diggs, and there's not, we don't even know who the number two receiver is. So I was yeah, going to say Diggs is more locked in as the one in Buffalo than Chase is in Cincy. And that's just a T Higgins thing. It's no disrespect I towards agree. Chase and, and more locked into an offense. We know is going to throw all the time. Yep. <laughs> you that's know? true. So yeah, I feel, I honestly, I feel freaking fabulous about this start. You know, again, it's like you have a plan, and we talk about this all the time. It's unfolding right before us, but you got to be flexible, right? You got to be flexible with your plan. And if people see me looking up, it's not because I'm seeing angels or God. I'm just looking at our draft board, which kind of resembles angels or gods right now. So I feel pretty good, Ian. For you YouTubers out there, again, tier sheet on the left and the live draft board on the right. Dwayne is going through, putting gray for every player that is off the board, green for the players that we've selected. So is there one for targets like this? Ho ho hopefully George will watch this and he'll be like, well, I know one person actually marks off. <laughs> <laughs> this is a you know true look inside the mind of Mr. Dwayne McFarlane, how you go about all these drafts. So Dwayne, how many redrafts do you plan on having by the end of this year? Um, I usually do somewhere between 20 and 30. I held off on starting too soon. I've only done one. I did one in May. Um, and it was actually this. It was a Football Guys nice. Players Championship. But I'm going to do more main events this year and less of the 350s um, just to kind of consolidate down a little bit. But I've done really good in these, so it's hard for me to quit them. Um, you know, I usually have a team placed inside the top 40, top 50. I've been a multiple top five finisher. So it's one of those things like, I feel like, damn it. Like I've been so close. Like I just got to keep going back until I get there. So this Kyle is Pitts, like, this is a Kyle Pitts is off the board in the second round. So for you folks that maybe haven't done something over with FFPC, you know, it's a great, honestly, it's my favorite high stakes tournament because of the flexibility. You can build things so many ways. And honestly, your draft position matters less. I believe in FFPC every year, because there are so many avenues you can take. Um, because the tight end's more valuable. You don't have to worry about forcing three wide receivers and only two backs. You have the two backs, two receivers, plus the two flex. 
that just opens up, honestly, so many doors. If you can just be kind of thinking through your draft as you're going, thinking multiple steps ahead, not to take anything away from the other tournaments. Like I love NFFC. There are other yeah. tournaments out there that are really good. I prefer this one because there's so much flexibility in the way you can handle your strategy as the draft unfolds. But this is one of the this is one of the little things with this. You'll notice Mark Andrews off the board early second. He's a late second underdog, so not a huge difference. But on Kyle Pitts, you know, he is a late to mid second rounder over here, whereas you can get him in the third and fourth rounds in your regular drafts. So that's the difference with tight end premium. With that 1.5, it just makes sense. And yes, folks, we do love all fantasy sites. Not, you know, we've had deals with some, we'll have deals with more. Dwayne, with that said, though, again, no one's paying us to say this right now. We're just trying to be, you know, impart our wisdom from playing in these things. I've gotten questions before, like people just want to join a high stakes league out of the blue or they want to start a dynasty. I feel like my FFPC is the top spot for that. Yeah, yeah, it's my favorite. It's my favorite. And I'm kind of biased. I've been playing in my FFPC since like 2012, 2011. And really they came onto the scene when a lot of these big sites were struggling to make their payouts. I actually played uh, in some big tournaments where I never got paid for my winnings. Ooh. That really sucked. Ooh. Like had, you know, like a free flat screen that's supposed to come to me, all sorts of stuff that never made its way to me. Um, you know, so that immediately raised an antenna, you know, for me. And I was like, I've got to find somewhere that absolutely I know this money is guaranteed. And that's where FFPC, like they were kind of a, they led the way in that, on that frontier. Um, so back when Ian was still in high school and Dwayne <laughs> was playing high stakes, like, and, and he wanted to know that his, you know, uh, stuff, his money was guaranteed. This is, this is the direction that I went. And so, but just since again, for all the other reasons, it's not just that I, I love the draft room. I love the experience. The owners are good. They treat you well. Um, and not to say the others don't, but yes, if I had to pick one, this is the one that I would pick. Dwayne, in your uh, perfect draft strategy article, we need, we, we need we need people to stop taking running backs. I'm just going to say that here, Ian. Like that's fair. We are. Yeah, I'm like Debo goes off the board, T Higgins off the board, Acres off the board, which you know is fine, but he's kind of a backup plan. <laughs> you know, I was kind of hoping ahead. I was hoping that he would fall there, but I was. Uh, you pointed out, I believe, on FFPC because the tight end premium format. This is where quarterbacks typically go a couple rounds later than basically any other website you'll see. Yeah, for sure. So quarterbacks are usually pushed down about two rounds on average. And again, so if you've been on underdog and it's a thing to think about when you make a transition from bat from drafting best ball, like we're so used to it. Right. And now you're transitioning over to redraft in a total different format. Remember when you leave best ball, number one quarterbacks fall because not everybody has to draft two. Now we could just draft one. Same thing really for tight ends and normal leagues. Not so much here because what we talked about with the tight end premium, but yes, over here because of the two flex spots, that can be anything and the tight end premium that really pushes quarterbacks down by about around two rounds. So you really, I usually play the board on quarterback over here. So like my rule would be once we get to a spot where it's like Lamar Jackson sitting there, Kyler sitting there, Jalen hurts is sitting there and maybe one of them pills off. I don't necessarily wait on ADP. If I really want one of them, I watch to see when the first one goes. And then I know, especially picking a pick 10, like one of our next two picks probably has to be them. If we want them now, we may not, we may make the decision. That's not the direction that we're going to go. And that's okay too. Um, but it's definitely something to, to pay attention to when you're switching, uh, you know, from format to format. And I'm sorry, I'm just, I'm blabbering Pretty because good. I'm just getting excited right now because. Okay. Um, we got ETN or we're going to have a chance for ETN. Waller. Come on, man. Come on, ETN. come on, come on. I say we take ETN if he's there and then. It's yeah, it's I'm ETN. In. All right. So the love. Yes. Team freaking etn let's, let's look we're, we're we're look 
we're not robots. We get excited about Lock shit. It Travis Lock Etienne, it in. man, <laughs> to go with Jamar Chase and Stephon Diggs. Let's go, Diggs. baby. Let's go. Championship. You know, I did bring some whiskey over. Let's let's get started. <laughs> you got All a right. on Travis Andrews. Etienne, Andrews. Man. Andrews already went eleven. So I, unless we see twelve go double tight end, do we take whoever Waller or Kittle is there? Oh, so Waller's gone. So there goes Waller. Let's get some Kittle, baby. So Kittle. Right now, look over. Uh, let me look over here real quick. So Kittle, yeah, if we want him, this is where he goes. The other option would be Brees Hall, but I'm also okay because I'm fine. Like, oh, okay. There's uh, so yeah, the Andrews guy did the double tap there, Andrews and Waller. So again, this is showing you like, oh man, what can happen. Uh, so there Come goes on. Cortland Sutton. Chill. Is yes. there a receiver that you like better than George? I, I'm with I'm oh. with you on Kittle in this format. I think so too. Just in this format, I normally Mike Williams. Yes, I would take ahead of him. Yeah, I don't. I would probably it, normally take Marquise Brown as well. But dude, Kittle has the ability to be the tight end. We already got Chase and Diggs. Let's let's get our tight. Let's end. rock this. Let's thing, get an man. elite tight. End. I love it. Let's go. I love it. Gives us a nice chance potentially for Trey Lance again. I think it's inevitable that he rises up to be QB seven when, if and when Jimmy Garoppolo. I love is it. Traded. I love it. Yep. A lot so, of so Lance. Now. Is an option later. You know, obviously Dak is an option later. Burrow. Josh Allen. We'll see what uh, Burrow. I, I do think Burrow. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Burrow, my bad. Yeah. Yes, but why. I'm so hung on CD Lamb. Like I get CD Lamb so many drafts. It Thank is you. weird that like Burrow is kind of getting the benefit of the doubt in the tier of Brady, Wilson, Dak, Stafford, Rogers, all these other guys when we probably have the most questions about him actually having the volume to be able to do so. Like let's not forget Burrow was basically the most efficient quarterback in the league yeah. last year. And that, that's fantastic. He can fall off a little bit, still be amazing, but that's going to leave him in a rough spot. It's going to leave him in a Der Kirk Cousins or Derek Carr spot in fantasy, which is fine, but that's not where he's being drafted. Yeah, and, and stacks don't matter to me quite as much here. So the way this tournament works, we're going to have to beat everyone else in our league in the first 13 weeks. So you either win the record, you have the best record in, in, in the league, you have the best points, if you're not already the record leader. So if you're the record leader and you have the best points, the second seed goes to the next team with the most points. Then the third seed is back to record fourth seed back to points. Those four teams will play in week 14 and week 15 and then, or sorry, weeks 13 and 14 and then week 16, 17 and eight, sorry, 15, 16 and 17. You have a points race against all the other league winners and point leaders. And so essentially over the last three weeks, you do go in this big pool, but it's not quite the same as what we're dealing with over on underdog and some of these other places. Um, so the strategy changes a little bit. Stacks are nice to have. And I will be honest, my best teams that have scored the most points. Um, I've had three teams finish in the top five over the last, you know, eight years. Two of them have had stacks. One of them didn't. One of them just freaking had Le'Veon Bell. Uh, Todd Gurley in his first year to blow up and it had Kareem Hunt. And then I don't even remember the rest of, rest of my roster. Like it didn't even matter. Like, <laughs> but it's not nearly like best ball. It's like essential. Right. You don't have to do it. Yeah. You don't have to. It's still, it's still nice. It's still nice to hit on them, sure. but you don't have, you don't want to reach to make it happen. Right. Sorry. I'm catching up. So while you're talking, I'm going to mark off. Are you good? Mark as off we, these dudes. As we get to the end of the fourth round again, you know, I, I do think, these tournaments are a better gauge for where ADP could be at in a month because things just get sharper and sharper as we get to week one and more and more research gets put in to all of this. So when we see Gabriel Davis go off the board, wide receiver 18, got the Peter King nod of approval today. Dwayne, did you see the uh, hilariously awkward handshake moment between a true goat and Peter King and Josh Allen? 
Uh, no, I didn't see oh it. My Honestly, I, I was following social media today just for all the updates, but I didn't see the Peter King, Josh Allen awkward. Dude, injury. like they, they just ended the uh, segment and Josh like put the hand right out there and Peter King just like finished talking and there was a, Josh would not leave it though. He like, it was a good five second pause. Credit to Josh Allen. Like that's a man that will not take no for an answer when it comes to a handshake. I think that's what you have to do because if you do have someone ignore the handshake in a situation like that, what you get is like an imbalance in the, you know, friendship going on it's like in that it's always sunny in philadelphia um no wait no it wasn't that it was workaholics back in the day uh the boy scouts honor code where i'm not gonna quite get into it but if you've seen workaholics you know what i'm talking about in regards to that Dwayne dalton schultz in the fourth round in this so, economy so here's what's Come nice on. with us taking kittle and look at this i'm so glad we took kittle because what's happening everyone is now reaching for these tight ends Dallas Goddard has been going in the sixth round. He just Ooh. went off the board in the fourth. So the beauty of the guys, you know, that took Waller, we turn around immediately hit the button on Kittle and then the reach for Dallas Goddard by two rounds. And then the one spot double taps Dalton Schultz and TJ Hawkinson. This is the kind of things you need to break your way in drafts. Um, and sometimes, you know, it's just kind of an avalanche thing. Like people look down or like, Oh my God, like this. And people will overreact like as much as tight end premium matters, like, Look, team one may end up being a great team, but like I'm not double tapping Dalton Schultz and TJ Hawkinson. Like they're two above average NFL talents. They're not elite talents. The scoring platform itself is not enough to totally elevate them to being picks in this round. Now, I mean, having said that, like, look, they're in this range because of the point and a half per reception, right? So if you've got a close call on talent and, you know, targets, you're obviously going to lean to the tight ends, you know, in this format, but it's good for us because we already have Kittle. And if this puts everyone else potentially into a panic mode, like which that's what we hope for here, and everyone starts drafting their tight ends and you already have one, well, what does that mean? That just means more value falls down the board to you. Looking at this right now, Dwayne. Is Terry McCorn still there? Like, yes, he is. De Deontay but Johnson. I, I shouldn't have won. mentioned that. I shouldn't have said that out loud. Probably. We're not live. It's okay. But no, no, I know of, that. But I just, right. I'm superstitious about we, this. So. We are not trying to piss off the fantasy gods as well. That is true. <laughs> Terry, Allen Robinson, Brandon Cooks. I'd say Rashad Bateman. To me, those yeah. would be ideal. I'm really hoping they scoop up the Jacobs Mitchell Clyde tier and we have a chance for AJ what Dillon. What about our on boy Amon Ra? Amon Ra is fine. That's fine. I kind of, Bateman. I'll be honest. I think you could argue there's a tier break after Amon Ra. I, I think tier, I think Amon Ra may just deserve his own tier, just you know, <laughs> titled Sun God, you know? So. <laughs> just get them right in there okay well as i say that i, I guess i am pissing off the fantasy guys because all these wide receivers keep it's okay dropping. we got to like, talk through nice. it anyway we got to start talking through what the strategy is i'm off of running back here so our tier says we've got josh jacobs elijah mitchell clyde edward delaire aj Dillon. you could twist my arm into but honestly look i want him on the go around i want him on the back Right. Well, my thought is the way ADP falls seventh and eighth round, you get access to cream hunt. You get access to James oh. cook. You get access to chase Edmonds. So getting one of them is our RB two, but waiting. I really like the idea of that. That's that's okay. I, and uh, we'll see, we'll see how this board falls. Like the board may tell us, well, actually, okay. We're, we're actually, we're willing to take it back here. I I'm just trying to play ADP at the same time. Um, so I think that's the thing we got to consider. And there goes Metcalf. So I, I'm honestly just hoping for a Monra right here uh, to to start this this little turn off. I went on. Um, it's Alex Caruso, correct? Yeah, Alex Caruso. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fresh fantasy. 
Yes. Fantastic guy. Dwayne, you went on his pod recently, I think. I went on yeah. it today. Fun time. That's going to be out on Friday. I retweeted the live stream if you guys want to check out a good conversation. We went through dark horses at every position. And for my final dark horse pick, and he told me what mine was last year, which was back in like April of last year, I said Deontay Johnson will be a wide receiver one. Me, Dwayne, I adjusted the year. I know what year we're in. So just saying, <laughs> he told me that's what it was last year. This year, I said A.J. Dillon and Kareem Hunt are going to be the two mid-round running backs that we're just going to shake our heads that we did not leave more drafts with by the time the season's over. So the fact we already have ETN, if we did not have ETN, I'd be screaming about Dylan like now. I'm okay waiting potentially on Kareem Hunt. I'm hoping that Allen Robinson falls to Yeah, us. I, I think we pound the receivers here. Potentially consider quarterback going back, but really the quarterbacks fall, so we could probably wait. So there goes Robinson. I think this is an easy smash play on Amon Ra. Thoughts? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I'm on. You Ra. good? Yeah. <laughs> did you? I wanted to choke I, on something. You're excited. Not, I was trying to not drop an f bomb, so I guess I didn't. Alan Robinson was <laughs> who I wanted there. So, well, I did too. Just Let's because ADP, it's harder to get. Yeah, it's harder to get Robinson, but it's okay, dude. Honestly, I like Amon Ra more in my heart. Ooh. Oh, you just have it because of the uh, ADP difference. Well, yeah, ADP does weigh in here, but like For just sure. Amon Ra, man, like. And even like just the recent stuff, talking about him, you know, they want to run the offense through him. Through him, they're talking about really he's playing the Cooper Cup role. I mean, it's just like, yeah, with Jared Goff, it's it's. I don't know, man. I, I I'm in. Can we give me the give me the Debo role storyline for Amonra? He was playing running back. Only the real ones know that Amonra was playing legit was running back in the backfield. at the end of last year because Lord knows everyone wasn't going out of their ways to watch those so, lines. So games. we need to talk here, um, Ian. So. You're oh no! Oh no, Dwayne! We can't take Juju. Oh no! Sorry, I go got ahead. The I got the yeah. I got the I got everything pretty much updated here. So the 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 tiers say Russell Gage is sitting there. Um, we could go ahead and have our fourth receiver. We will have both flex spots filled. I think that's the move, and we 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 get ballsy here at quarterback and with RB two, and hopefully coming back, we get one of Kyler, Lamar. Listen, Kyler, Lamar, Herbert. Hurts all still on the board. And if they go, we still have a backup plan to Burrow. We still have a backup plan to Burt to, to Brady. If we take Russell Gage here, uh, what are your thoughts? Okay. Mitchell just went, and I'm willing to pivot. Like if you've got a strong inclination here, uh, otherwise like Gage is right there in ADP. I, I wouldn't mind just having the wide receiver. Is position. Gage winning us this shit though? Like dude, I love Russell Gage as your I wide did, receiver four. As our wide receiver spot. four. As our wide receiver four. It's him or AJ Dillon. You're I, I like the receiver here just because of what we right. do at running back later. Kareem Hunt is closer to Dillon than anyone we're going to get closer to Russell Gage moving forward. I would say Russell Gage or Kyler, but there's enough there. Let's go Russell Gage. Let's go Russell Gage. Yeah. If you want to go quarterback, like I will. I think looking at it though, now's the time to go with the receiver and let the quarterback fall back. It's just me. I mean, hell, if Godwin falls, like I'm, it doesn't necessarily screw us over from taking that. I, Are you I, good? Yes, that's fine. Let's do Russell Gage. Right, let's do it. 
I would be more nervous if we had not gotten the wide receiver value earlier. And again, it just, it's about attacking the right ranges of these positions. And we're not, of course, we're not look, talking look at about this dude. We we've got Jamar chase with an ascending quarterback. He's a badass. We got Stefan Diggs playing with Josh Allen. They want to pass the ball all the time. We got a Monroe St. Brown. Like if you go look at any receiver that's had an 80 PFF receiving grade as a rookie, they're basically in the damn hall of fame or something. And now you get Russell Gage, who actually is shown to be a wide receiver four in all of his metrics. Uh, actually, sorry, shown to be a wide receiver two or three in all of his metrics, a wide receiver for the last two years in a very crappy offense, and now he gets Tom Brady. Wide receiver like, 31 is not bad on him either. I, I I thought we were maybe still. Man, look at that pass happy offense. Like, Look at that wide receiver run last round. Nine out of the uh, – or no, I'm sorry, 11 out of the 12 picks were all wide receivers. So, hey, we got four of them now. It's been a heavy underdog-esque wide receiver early start. Hopefully some of these are running We're showing back a different gear. Yeah. We're showing a different gear. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Hopefully the reports about the Kyler Murray homework clause uh, wind up coming around. Dwayne, here's my, and just in general, real quick, like, yeah, I just prefer getting the running backs later that you can swing and hit on versus the receivers. Like Robert Woods just went off the board. I'm having to scroll like, you know, well, not that far on a spreadsheet, I guess, but multiple names. Yeah. Robert Woods just went off the board. Michael Thomas was a reach. So I like getting the receiver here. What's a wide uh, receiver 32? Yeah. Come on. It's okay. That's that's good for us. <laughs> we'll, we'll I'm mad. I don't care. I'm mad, man. Like, you can't be doing that out here. In a democracy, we're taking Robert Woods in the sixth <laughs> round. Like, I, Evidently, I say, that's more of a dictatorship over there. Look at this Pat Fryer move. Yes. Yes. Get your tight ends, people. Bro, reaching on Pat Fryermuth too. Get they your just, get Pat Fryermuth, Robert again, Woods, Josh Jacobs, Zach Ertz. Are any of these picks making you sad? No, Dwayne, I think we made a good pick. Dwayne has his lovely tear sheet up here on the screen for you YouTubers out there. And after Zach Ertz, I don't necessarily agree with the first man's tier, but it's Dwayne's tier. Dwayne's a smart guy. I think we all, can all agree, agree on that. Yeah, we'll, we'll eventually make a combined here. This was kind of like, hey, our <laughs> first one. Let's just throw it out here. But tier 2A is Alberto, Dawson Knox, and Irv Smith. They completely skipped that and went all the way to Pat Fryermuth in round six. And again, you know, here we are, 29 minutes in. We have not mentioned the week 17 correlation, but we are now mentioning why was Zach Gentry working ahead of Pat Fryermuth in the wild card <laughs> round? That's all I'm trying to say. I've, I've just, I was honestly just waiting for this part. Is like, <laughs> this is time. You know what this is time for, Ian? I got to crack a beer on the Zach Gentry. That sounded freaking good from here. Moving right along. Three quarterbacks off the board. Josh Allen, Mahomes, and Herbert. Dwayne, I've only known Kyler Murray in round six. Like, uh, round seven, this I might have to... freaking you out, isn't it? I might have to throw my chair across the room out of pure, like, joy, man. If we get Kyler Murray in round seven... If we get any of Lamar, Kyler, or Jalen Hurts, it's freaking party yeah. time. Love that you actually have Jalen Hurts in that tier. Again, mentioned that pod with uh, Alex Caruso. And uh, one of the things was basically take a player that had never been top five finishing in fantasy and imply who could now do this next year. I said Trey Lance. He said Jalen Hurts. And yeah, man, like really the difference between Jalen Hurts, Lamar, you could argue Herberts and Mahomes just for that rushing upside. Again, I understand why you're tearing them together. There's, this is only year three of Jalen Hurts. 
think about it, man. We we saw at this point in time in Josh Allen's career, zero 300-yard passing games. Like, Hurts had four in his first eight. I'm not saying he's ever going to be the passer that Josh Allen ha- is and will be, but we at least know he can accumulate stats in a bad game. Like, that's to me what was so concerning about guys like Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson last year. Like, man, we had Jalen Hurts thrown for 300-plus yards like every other start to start his career. You guys, Trevor Lawrence giving us one touchdown pass in like six weeks? Come on, guys. <laughs> Yeah, man. And dude, this 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 could not really be going better right now. We could still easily get sniped on our quarterbacks here, but dude from one hole now goes Rashad Penny, Ken Walker, and back to back picks and rounds. 26, 27 RB. Like that's yeah, you can't, you just can't, man. You cannot invest uh... that much in the Seattle backfield. Like what the problem is, what are you hoping for? Like, what's the absolute best outcome by taking both of those there? Like, really, you want one of them to take it over. Well, guess he what? Went. You're also doing with a slow offense that's not going to be very good, probably not going to have a chance to score many touchdowns unless they trade. You know, maybe Jimmy G is in the mix, right, and can be traded for, and maybe that helps them, but I don't know. But this team started Jonathan Taylor, James Conner, Alvin Kamara. If you start three running backs like that, like round six and seven, that's when you should be scooping up these wide receivers. Like this dude isn't going to get a chance to take a top 40 wide receiver at this point. And that's why, again, like I'm guessing this was a pre-plan ahead of the draft to capture the Seahawks backfield. And it's like, well, and you already went Schultz and Hawkinson. So you've already said you're flexing running back Kamara. And you're flexing one of these two tight ends, Schultz or Hawkinson, as early as you took them. So your flex spot is already full. You've got Taylor in your one, Connor in your RB2. Fine, we like both those players. Alvin Kamara in your flex. No problem with that. And then come (laughs) back with Schultz as your starting tight end, Hawkinson as your flex, and then come back again with Penny and Walker. Like, it's just too much, man. It's not going to work. There goes Kyler. Okay, so Kyler off the board. Come on, Lamar. Come on, Lamar. Well, it's nice having Lamar sit there because that maybe. And look, in front of us, we've got two guys that already have quarterbacks. So they're not taking one. We just need this next pick. Yes, we're getting, we're getting, we're getting Jalen Hurts or Lamar. We're getting one of the two. Yeah, another. Because Thielen and Singletary go off the board. And that's a nice value, honestly, on Thielen over here. He normally goes um, ahead of that. So you can't really argue with it. Devin Singletary, I've been arguing with Will Brinson about. You know, I made Will do a co a co-tweet saying Devin Singletary sucks Ian. <laughs> I pulled a I pulled a hard it's. So this next pick could easily go quarterback, and that's fine, but we're still going to get a quarterback. And if it's if Lamar Jackson's there, we're just taking him. 100 percent If he's gone, we're just taking Jalen Hurts. Anything that would stop you from either of those two picks. No, looking behind us, two teams don't have a quarterback. One does. I, I don't think there's anything that would make me want to risk it. Also, knowing that we still need a running back coming back. It's not like even if a receiver fell, we're, I mean, we're still going to need a running back. There's not someone, there's not like a, if AJ Dillon was still here or something, that'd be one thing I might put my foot down. But I think we have a chance to get our quarterback and then get Kareem Hunt on the wraparound. I like it when Ian puts his foot down. <laughs> Damn it, Dwayne. This is that's, what he's doing. You listen up. That's the dream. That's the dream. Spiral. Like Elijah Moore is falling, and I love Elijah Moore, and I would love to have him as my fifth wide receiver and basically just be like double birds to everybody. Uh, <laughs> Alan Lazard over Elijah Moore. You guys have lost your damn minds. <laughs> you know I had to say something. All right, dude. Like uh, We're Bro, up next. And we're Lamar, about Lamar about Jackson. We're about to get Lamar Jackson in the seventh round. Oh, my God. Okay, folks. This is just too easy. You guys are making, you're, you're good, Ian, right? Lamar, slam it. Slam it. Slam it. Dude. <laughs> our, our QB3. 
Woo! or QB three. Yeah. And, and, and you know what? Most people will rank Lamar ahead of Kyler, but because we we will give ourselves a pat on the back. People like Kyler because you know, we've been pumping him up. I got to be careful because <laughs> it probably my, has nothing to do with that, but <laughs> I, I got to be careful because my extra long headphones cord, I've started wrapping around a candle, which is of course lit. So some, <laughs> some might argue that's a fire hazard when I'm jumping around during a draft. So. Well, that's freaking lit like our draft, baby. Jamar <laughs> Chase, Stefan Diggs, Travis Etienne, George Kittle, Amon Ross St. Brown, Russell Gage, Lamar Jackson. Come know, on people. I know he said five of these, Dwayne. Let's just do every week. Fuck it. Let's just draft every night. <laughs> <laughs> this is getting Artists to our McFarland uh, taking out loans. This is getting to our 365 24 7 uh, fantasy football content. We just never, it's the opposite of a Twitter thread. We just literally never stop. I can't, streaming. I'm not, even, I'm like missing picks on our queue. Did Clyde Edwards Alarigo yet? Bro, no, but give me. <sighs> I, I'm actually fine to pass him for Kareem for Kareem Hunt. That's what I'm gonna say, man. This is why <laughs> it's good. I think if you consider if you fancy yourself a fantasy, all right. Thank God we don't. Okay, good. He did it just so my tier looks normal. Kareem Sorry, Hunt. but hey, no, seriously, doing this like tests you, right? Yep, exactly. And these sort of things make you wonder, like, okay, like I obviously need to adjust Kareem Hunt in my ranks. We didn't even mention him. Like he was sitting there, just sticking out at us, and so it's it's Kareem Hunt for the win, right, Ian? Absolutely. ESPN just came out saying that they're actually they're you know, not for sure, but reason to believe that Dearness Johnson will be traded before the end of uh, the preseason. They like what they have in Jerome Ford as the number three. And either way, Dwayne, like we just went through the whole workhorse tier episode about this, like with an injury to Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt's going to the moon with an injury to Kareem Hunt. Nick Chubb is still going to be really freaking good, but like. Hunt has the pass down role that the Ernest takes away from Chubb. I really don't think the Ernest is a thorn aside for Kareem Hunt the same way that he is for Chubb. I agree. And so all you got to look back and just see, like, remember, folks, last year you all wanted to draft Kareem Hunt in the fifth and sixth round. And I thought it was a tad rich. Well, now you're going to give us to him. You, this is why every year is different. This is why every season is a dynamic living <laughs> organism. Ian, because now Kareem Hunt is a value. He scored 17 points per game last year in the first six weeks before he got hurt. He could get traded. It could be him getting traded and not Dearness Johnson. So I just feel like there's so many paths right now for Hunt. Um, and here's the thing. Kareem Hunt is so good that if Nick Chubb went down, like, yeah, you know, Dearness Johnson is going to play, but he's not going to make it a 50-50 split, right? It's going to be 60-40, 65-35. So, yeah, I love the pick. Again, explosive playmaking backs. Kareem Hunt's top six in the league in those categories that catch passes. Right. He does both those things. And there's just outs with the way that the rest of this uh, preseason could work out as far as trades and things like that. Hold on. Are we talking about Hunt or ETN? Oh, dream, oh. <laughs> yeah, hey, we, have we have them both. James Cook. Now, also. Dream, dream list is getting James Cook to come back. Exactly. Oh, and, God. you know, it is one of those things where I think you I think you're onto something here, Dwayne, because we might be looking a little too much in to the early down work. Who gives a shit about the early down work? If James Doesn't Cook even matter, man. has a chance to catch 60, 70 plus passes, which I know we haven't seen in Buffalo, but man, I hate to be the guy that's like, well, they never had a talent like James Cook, but you sort of start looking at the run. There's a reason why they wanted to get JD McKissick, and there's a reason why they use a second round pick on James Cook, just like for Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. And arguably Tony Pollard, guys, where we say, let's look at the offense rationally and who they're going to try to feed the ball to. I think in Buffalo, you don't name that, you don't list that many names that you're that confident before you start getting to James Cook. 
Well, I mean, according to camp reports today, everybody looks great. So <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it was I, uh, Khalil Shakir's here we go, though. slot role. Well, that is the thing about the slot role. I have been drafting Isaiah McKenzie almost every 18th yeah, round. I can get my hands too, on a ton, too. I agree. Before, earlier in the offseason, Jamison Crowder was like just left for dead, basically. Now he's going like around Jahan Dotson and kind of those type of guys that I am not so quick to pull the trigger. Like, again, there's a chance that they just split the reps. Uh, at the end of last season, Cole Beasley and Isaiah McKenzie were splitting the reps, or one of them wins it. So in a situation like that, Dwayne, I'm just taking the cheaper guy. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. When you get to a situation like that, I think that's what you do. Man, somebody's going to get a, a value here on uh, on Jalen Hurts. But see, that's what happens with these drafts. These quarterbacks fall. So if any of you are going to join an FFPC draft, push it a little further than what you normally would. You have to adapt like to your new environment. And this has been going on for years over in this format. Where it's different, though, used to, like Lamar Jackson and Kyler cost you a fifth. Now everybody wants to push them down into the seventh and the eighth. So like there's been an overreaction. So like, look at that pick team three. I really like Ian Cooper cup, Javante Williams, Debo Samuel playmakers, Dallas Goddard. I know he reached on the tight end, but I like Goddard as a playmaker better than Schultz, better than Hawkinson. Like Goddard is more like Kittle than either of those other players. Yep. And then he gets Brandon cooks, a solid player. Not, a, not crazy about the Miles Sanders pick, but whatever. It's not expensive. It's only the second back. Then he scoops DeAndre Hopkins on the discount, then gets Jalen Hurts to go with Goddard. Like, that's a really good team. I like team three quite a bit. Again, the Miles Sanders pick is the only one I don't love, but hey, we're not. Yeah, I, I'm him. with you, but but Miles is cheap at least. So at least you can say, look, I mean, the ADP you spent on. We're still seven. Fine. We're still seven for eight. And who's to say that we won't be wrong about Miles Sanders? So, exactly. Like, exactly. One of those things. As we get back around, I just can't wait to see what the one hole team pulls uh pulls across this time. Like <laughs> going green, boys. It's probably going green. Green for those of you listening, green is the color of running backs on this <laughs> And there goes Hunter Renfro. That's a very nice value in the eighth round. I know we've talked about it multiple times. People are scared about Devontae Adams showing up for the Raiders. But here's the thing, folks. If you look at Josh McDaniel's offense, he keeps his slot receivers out there for 90 to 95 percent of the passing downs. We're talking about a player that's never been over 75% in his life for Hunter Renfro. So even if he loses some targets per route run, right, to Devontae Adams, just by making up, for, he took James Cook. He just kept going. He had to keep going. At this point, now he's just, you know, oh now he's screwing. Now he's, now he's messing us up. But this is not cool. It's fine. He's going to suck. Um, and hold on, and though, Dwayne. Probably wasn't making it back anyway. But in regards oh, to the Renfro thing, can yeah. you name, can you name, one of the two primary contenders for the Raiders wide receiver three job. Uh, behind, I had to, I had to look it up. I, <laughs> I, I, I knew it before. Behind Adams. Yeah. Who's the Raiders wide receiver three? Well, I know the the tight end two is Foster Moreau. Does that of course? <laughs> it's oh, between... he took Madison as well. Oh so this guy's God. just flushing money this down the toilet. Chronic. Not necessarily helping our strategy at this point, though, I will say. Uh, it's one of those deals where you look at it and you're like, ah, his team's going to suck balls, but it's not really helping you and me because the the cook pick cook probably goes before it gets back to us. But that was really our, our target, right? That was the primary, that was the primary target for us. 
for those still tuned into my stupid Raiders trivia question, the answer is either Keelan Cole, Demarcus Robinson, or Mac Hollins, just one mid veteran receiver after another. Like, and you look at that and you say, well, why would Josh McDaniels even have one of those guys on the field? That's why you start to want, well, that's, you don't wonder, you see why they added Jacob Johnson, the Patriots fullback that they said, Hey, we no longer have a need for your roster position here comes on to over to Las Vegas and joins Josh McDaniels also have again, the potential for two running back sets or two tight end sets with Waller and Fossil Moreau. Dwayne, we are now in round nine. I think this is the point in the draft where we don't need to force running back or wide receiver, but let's just take the best one that's there. I agree. Um, it'd be nice to get one of each. Um, yeah. and I, this is where, when a draft like this happens now, this is where you don't want to be too stubborn. For me, I do not mind um, reaching. So normally, for example, Isaiah Spiller is an 11th round pick in this format. Don't care. Like if he's, if he's here when we get back down this way, like with the, with the roster we're trying to build, like I would very much consider him you know, in this range, the receivers were really kind of rich. Like they were sitting there, like a lot of players we love and they're starting to go off the board right here. Like I love Alave here. Uh, I love Kadarius Tony here. I like Rashad white here. I'm cool. Um, London too. If he falls. Yeah, I am too. I'm a good one. Uh, let me make sure I got London in the queue. Melvin Gordon over Isaiah Spiller, right? Like let's not get, let's not get two out there. Okay. Okay. And Melvin Gordon went, I got to get him. Oh, you're, my you're sheet. Right. Sorry. I'm, I'm behind. I'm no trying to catch up. Rashad uh, White. There goes the Rashad board. White right off the board. Yeah. Take him. I don't and see. And remember, it. and remember, there's a waiver wire here, right? So there's yeah. some, you know, I mean, you got to remember these things. And, and that's another reason you don't want to get too crazy with reaching. I really feel like. Uh, Give us London, man. I feel like wide receiver. Is Drake London still there or did I miss him? That'd be a stomach punch. No, I think we're good. No, he's there. Do you want London right here? I'm good London, with it. I love Lon it. London, we get one of, I think we have a chance for Spiller or Henderson. Agree. Fall. Agree. And, and you're, we're playing the value game here. We built our receivers strong. We want to keep those wide receivers strong because we've basically said we're flexing receiver now by taking London here. Let's go. Said, yeah, love it. And Spiller go. did go off the board right in front of us. There we go. I so. I would say, oh, man. You, you could talk me into keeping the pedal down on one more receiver here because we're going to have to flex it. Honestly, if Alave or Kadarius Tony comes back around the corner, I know these guys are drilling it right now. Yeah. Um, I'm okay with – oh, Alave's gone. So there goes Alave. Yep. But I, I'm good with Tony too, man. I mean, like we've talked about Tony's profile. Like I like him. You could. I would be fine with Damian Pierce here. I, I know we haven't – well, he just went. <laughs> okay. I'm saying I'm cool with Henderson or Tony. It's your pick. I'm cool with either. The other option is Sky Moore. Um, I'm just looking. I think, dude, Tony's Tony's way past ADP here. I think we take him and we're done at receiver. I like it. Yep. Let's do it. I do like Sky Moore. I want to make sure that this dude's, and, and maybe this is the time to draft him this late, but there's the hamstring thing going on. They don't need to like force him into a lot of i feel like sky more better dynasty than redraft and arguably better best ball right now like Dwayne, we've talked about it i i the most realistic option we believe for the kansas city Chiefs wide receiver room is for all three or four guys to have good probably not great seasons Kadarius tony if he gets 17 games and he looks like the dude that he did for at least two or three last year uh round 10 yes yeah absolutely i, I I'm, I'm with you 
Um, and, and we just got a value on Tony. His ADP is 89 over here. Nice. Um, you know, I mean, we just got him what, uh, end of round nine. So we, we got a, we got a value on him. I will take that right after Tony wide receiver 48, Tyler Lockett. Right. You got this for a second. After I'll be right back. Quick bio break for Dwayne. <laughs> this is great go, podcasting. <laughs> go get him. While Dwayne is gone, I just want to let you guys know that, hey, we have a few offers for you over at PFF. If you guys are trying to, you know, do a little something, save a little money, what's better than that? And the first folks that we have a chance to do that with is the fine gentleman over at Manscaped. Gentlemen, all men strive for gold in their life, right? Gold medals, gold watches, gold everything. However, there's a certain type of man who goes the extra mile. He walks with the confidence of an eagle and giggles in the face of danger. He's a big, hairless, winning machine. And when he unzips his pants, he sees platinum. That's right. Manscaped would like to introduce to you their best and biggest ultimate hygiene bundle yet, the Platinum Package 4.0. Manscaped is the leader in below-the-waist grooming. Now trust them with the whole shebang. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code PFF. Again, and that's 20% off and free shipping with the code PFF at manscaped.com. 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code PFF. It's time you enjoy the finer things in life and get yourself a platinum package for your platinum package. Also want to note that while we love our friends over at my FFPC, also always down to play a little bit of best ball over with our friends over at underdog fantasy, the best place to play best ball fantasy football this summer. Their best ball man tournament has $10 million in total prize money. And the best part is you draft your fantasy football team and that's it. No waivers, no trades, no instances of management. Underdog gives you your best score each week of the season and the highest scores at the end of the year when champion of best ball mania last year drafted in June. We got August coming, but talking to my buddy Hayden Winks over at Underdog Fantasy, when we talked last week, only 30% of the tournament was filled. So still plenty of time. And Underdog is going to double your first deposit up to $100 when you sign up with the promo code PFF. And if you play just 10 of those dollars using promo code PFF, you get a free PFF subscription. So what are you waiting for? Head on over to UnderdogFantasy.com or the App Store. Play $10 with code PFF and draft your best ball mania team today. Dwayne, you're back. Where'd you go, man? What's going on? What's going on in your life, man? Bio break, man. Uh, it was the platinum package. Had to relieve it. <laughs> <laughs> well said. Okay, in this round, right after Sky Moore and Tyler Lockett, Dak and Tom Brady off the board. Tyler Algier getting a little. And that's bit a of double hype. tap to the Russell Wilson Brady owner. Um, yeah. Or, or rosterer. Um, so that that's good. Like we want to see this. Like we have our quarterback on our roster. So we want to see people now pound the quarterbacks uh, and take them all. Like, cause honestly, like you and I, like we've talked about this before, it's probably a good time to bring it up again. I have Lamar Jackson on the squad. I don't need another quarterback. You're going to have to like let some insane value fall. And honestly, we got a lot of work to do at running back. Um, so Ian, it's time to dig into your sleepers and make sure Dude, they're yeah. all in our damn queued. And guess what? Like, Price tag doesn't matter right now. We got to get as many of them. This as is can. perfect. This is perfect. This is July 25th. We can draft guys that, let's face it, injuries will happen between now and the start of the season. So, man, if there's ever a time to load up on these handcuffed running backs, this is it. And this is why I always say, man, one quarterback, if you get, this is a little bit different because it's tight end premium, but in a normal league, if you're not playing tight end premium, if you get one pretty damn good tight end, you really don't need a second more times than not. Don't draft a kicker. Don't draft a defense if you don't need to. I'm not – look, as much as I hate kickers, Dwayne, I'm not telling people not to start a kicker. I fully understand <laughs> that you need to, like, get the points at some point in time. But truly, your selection is going to be the same today as it's going to be a day before the season. No one in their right mind is going to roster two kickers. And if they do, let them because they're a freaking idiot. So they're going to do that. Let them. And just draft a backup running back 
We did a whole podcast on him. We did a whole, I did a whole article on him. Like there are guys doing, even like Matt Breida, like Benny Snell, where no, I'm not saying you're expecting that much of them, but they are one injury away from becoming someone that's going like in rounds 10 through 14, potentially. And that's and when you, better than a kicker or defense that again, you can just pick up the same thing later. Right. And when you build a roster the way that we've built it, right. Which was based honestly on value that people have let fall at the receiver position and we reinforced. So we're starting two receivers and we're starting two more in our flex. So we came back and we added Drake London and Kadarius Tony. Um, honestly, like I would take one more receiver, like just looking at the way ADP is, we'll see how it falls here. Um, you know, the other question is what do we want to do, you know, with the tight end position? Because a lot of the guys we like have already gone. Um, over in best ball, like you love taking Gerald Everett, right? You like taking Noah Fant. You like taking Hunter Henry. You don't have to choose when you're going to start them. But over here, like, yeah, I want to back up tight end on my squad, but like, I'm not excited about putting any of those players in my roster. So I really gravitate over. Look at this, James Robinson shooting up boards. Got one day of news on him. People are back in. So, so what about Tyler um, Algier at RB44 in an article where the one quote gets brought up about Algier potentially getting a chance to start? And everyone goes, oh my God, look at this. The next paragraph, they talk about how the Falcons want to get as much out of Cordero Patterson this year as possible. This is what happened with the 49ers <laughs> last year. Like Arthur Smith, they came out. The Falcons are were fine with Cordero skipping OTAs. They're not going to work them much in training camp preseason. This is Raheem Mostert and Sam Fran all over again i'm knocking on wood right now that patterson doesn't get hurt after two freaking touches this year oh, but guys man. Tyrion davis price off the board to a guy that only has <sighs> one running back that one yeah. hurt and Rep naheem hines Rest, not a bad thing. Please, for the love of God, when you see these big tweets, listen to the podcast, or if you don't have time, just click through and read the whole article. It's not going to take that much time. I know it's not in a thread for you, but I think you guys can deal with it. Just get to the bottom of it because this is the worst time ever because it's going to be nothing except coaches basically just saying one good thing after another. We're going to have 10 instances of you know Frank Reich saying draft Naeem Hines in fantasy football every day here in a couple of weeks. But yes, Dwayne, James Robinson, Tyrion Davis, Price, Naeem Hines off the board. You know, a bunch of running backs that we probably would have liked to take, but Michael Carter continuing to fall down as well as our boy Jamal Williams. Ideal there world. Goes, there goes Carter. Son of a Ideal world, I think we get Jamal Williams next. Yeah, I think it doesn't really matter what his ATP is. We just take him. Because um, really, I was hoping to get two of these, and people just aren't letting up. Like, and honestly, it's not really helping some of these people's rosters at this point. Yeah. Um, and, and honestly, Team One again, like as much as it sucks and it's not winning anything. Like I will guarantee, Team One isn't winning shit, but it hurts us because every seven time backs. <laughs> they've taken seven running backs. And so that has created a situation where now essentially we're around ahead of ADP on all these backs. Um, so having said that, let's like stay calm, cool and collected. You take what the draft gives you. We're also going to get to work waiver wires. So like Garrett Wilson should not be here in round 11. True. Um, I, would be shocked. Fine. I'd be shocked. I'd be shocked if fine. Dwayne, I'd be shocked if Jamal Williams is not, here on the go round if we want to go with wilson i'm or... kind of tempted i'm kind of tempted i don't think jamal williams is going look at the queue like when you look over the queue he's way down the list 
Yeah, I don't. He's always we we know that we are well ahead of consensus on Jamal Williams, and we work within ADP to try to get him to an approachable spot. But even then, we're still ahead of a man. Like one of the big things I do when I go through my rankings is just basically get a quick spot check for who I'm especially over or under because a lot of times, man, you don't even have to change your positional ranks around. You bump them up basically over to a tier of another position, and all of a sudden you're in a better position to draft them when it comes time. Mark Ingram off the board. Get Garrett oh, Wilson, man. It's it's okay. He, oh, he, he just went. went. Yeah, he went to pick in front of us. I, uh, I think we just uh, go ahead and take Jamal here now. It doesn't really matter about ADP. You good? Yep. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just don't want to. I don't want to mess around with it. And again, this is one of those things. This is where you throw ADP out the window. Is in a situation like this. It's kind of an extreme situation. It's allowed us to build the team that we have, but we can't be overly zealous you know in the way that we're thinking about it um okay so, so on the running back list we have khalil herbert gus edwards we're not drafting Darrell williams I, do we go between khalil or gus whoever's there i will say i'm not the most thrilled about the lack of good news on gus's injury yeah i think we need one of the two as much as i'm not crazy about the pick i'm just i'm scanning i'm looking at the rest of these guys i pro i know i'm four men would be Foreman would be a reacher if we went yeah, that far. Foreman would be a reach. Um, is just, there a tight end or a receiver that you like? We just like Alberto. Know. I know I've got to move down a little bit, but like this is tight end premium. He has flashed the talent. Like I would be willing to go Alberto. I would be willing to go Khalil Herbert. Either one. I really the thing with Khalil Herbert is and we're Matthew getting Stafford the, just went. Matthew Stafford okay. just went. Yeah. What are you thinking? I'm going to lean into you on this one, Harditz. You know what? I have not been an Alberto guy, but with the value, with the tight end premium, I have more. I mean, the same concerns I have with Alberto, the concerns and I have. And he can flex. Alberto. If he turns out to kick ass, he's a flex player. And let's face it, I don't want to call anyone injury prone, but George Kittle hasn't had the greatest track record recently. Let's go, Alberto. For you, Join. Love it. We it's didn't have to reach. We didn't have to get crazy. Just let it. Just let it happen. What's that tight end 17? Yeah, absolutely. And now we're done at tight end. Yep. Done at tight end. I, I don't know if we have enough running backs to fill our last, you know, seven picks. We do have to have a kicker and a defense in this format. Sorry. I don't like what Khalil Herbert. And again, this is why I thought it was so good to go through uh, all the handcuffed here. It's like, I just don't know that there's that big of a difference between him and guys like Deontay Foreman, even guys like Hassan Haskins and Chris Evans. Like we can talk ourselves into arguably better best case scenarios with those guys, because we know the bears offense is going to suck. Herbert's best case is carving out a committee role. The problem is, man, I just wonder if like, we're talking about Herbert having a committee role alongside Montgomery. That could mean that when Montgomery gets hurt, now we Look have at this run Ian. Oh my goodness. Look tight end rolling. We could have other running backs now complimenting Khalil Herbert when he gets a chance to seize that starting role. So yeah. And Hey, maybe with all the tight ends and wide receivers going off, we get a chance on another go round, but yeah, two tight ends and tight end premium are fine. Dwayne, if we were in redraft though, I think I just take Kittle yeah. and you know, walk away. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. We'd be done. But I mean, it just depends on how many rounds you got to play, but over here, like we're getting a, 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 a tight end that yes, it was a limited sample size, but his underlying data points compare to Kittle and Goddard 
and all the top guys. So he's he's a big, fast tight end who's commanded some targets in Russell Wilson's as quarterback. If there's even a chance he's the full time starter, I'll take him at tight end seventeen. Yes, I had a lot to say when people were trying to slide him in the top twelve. And, and now Brevin Jordan goes in round twelve, Ian. So how you feel about Albert O? Well, again, and, I think we made a perfect pick to be honest. Like I, we're going to have drafts that don't go this way for us. We well, will. but it's, like, it's, it's a good ex- it's a good example of like Dwayne has Albert O's as tight end ten. He's been there for a while and Dwayne knows the ADP. And like, that's the thing. Like just cause we have a guy ranked somewhere in the course of a draft, like be willing to take that stand on a guy potentially falling a little bit. And Dwayne, I think, you know, unfortunately the only way you can kind of get that it's, it's experience, man. I don't want to be that freaking dude falling back on that, but uh, it really is a big part of it. And that's why I've always said, you know, don't do these bullshit mock drafts where a lot of people take their first pick or two and they forget they're doing it. If you are trying to get back in the drafting zone, you got, you know, the friends league coming up or something, just at least go do some best balls where you can get a much better. I think mm-hmm. uh, just uh, you get a much better on um, what we call it in football. You just get a better feel for the way the draft flows and like what yeah. people are really going to do. The, the mock drafts can, kind of lull you to sleep um uh to be honest like and yeah. even you know the best ball can at times you get a better look that's what i was looking for Dwayne, because we'd always yell that at the scout team it's like give us a good look give us a good look out here god <laughs> god go hard and get that you get a better look at underdog when you're doing these mock drafts there we go yeah i agree real, oh real bullets, anytime real bullets are flying uh as in people are paying for their entry you know T- team one just had to get jd mckissick you know, before they finally took a I wide receiver, Tim I, I Patrick. Hey, I don't understand it, man, but Tim Patrick wide receiver one, that is a storyline yeah. I can get behind. I will that, say that. Yeah. Team one's burning money. Um, and again, like it got to a point though, where it wasn't helping us anymore. Like it, it definitely cost us as our, like our art. We wanted J- Jamal Williams to be our RB five. He's our RB three. So that's our weakness. But here's the thing. What I love about a team like this, Ian, is, We're about to add six more running backs, though. Well, not just that. It's early in the season. We know what we have to do. Like, if there's some wide receiver that breaks out in week one that we're like, ah, well, we're not sure. We're just going to be like, yep, leave it. But if a running back breaks out in week one, like, this is the type of team where I'll be like, fine. Let's okay. just drop 85% of our budget, like, on the running back, if we really feel confident in them, right? Yep. And you just go for it. Um, whereas sometimes you know you build a team where it's tougher to make some of these decisions definitely when i build out when i have a build like this and i know for sure what my need is like i'm much more willing to be aggressive i will tell you what i really like on this team i love dearness johnson on this team because if he gets traded in or if kareem hunt gets traded we get double leverage off of it we get both players improve their status which is the kind of thing we probably need in our build um i really like dearness johnson it's fine. Just we, a thought. Can we get him like in the last round? Like, I don't think anyone's really going to. Oh, we won't be able to wait that long, but we don't have to do it here. I'm not saying okay. that it's the pick here. I'm looking. He's already in the screen. If you click over on running back, he's already in the queue. Like people can see his name. Khalil Herbert's at the top. Gus Edwards is two down. I think one of those two are our picks. And then we come back with a Brian Robinson or a Zamir White. And then we try to come back and see if we can snake a Dearness Johnson. Uh, I would even be okay snaking a Kenyon Drake in this format. Kenyon Drake's a guy that I've really liked a lot. Deonta Foreman. He's goes, gone. He's gone. Yeah, he went. See, like, I don't want to take Deonta Foreman in the 13th round. Damn it. <laughs> like, it's just like, don't want to do it. And that's a, it's a, good to get some of these under our belt. And that's I'm to not, the CMC owner uh, yeah. or, or rosterer. Yeah, they're not stopping on the backs to give them credit. Like, this, this dude has got them all in a freaking tizzy. There goes Brian Robinson. You know, if we get, 
if we do another one or two of these and we realize again that running backs are kind of flying off this fast, you know, we will accordingly adjust to it. But Khalil Herbert, Gus Edwards, you got to take what the draft is giving you, though. And I, I honestly like, yeah, the team. One thing has kind of hurt us here at the end. At the end of the day, like we've built a team that's really hard to build um as far as the way that the receiver value came and that's what you have to adapt to my thought is like you gotta adapt and be willing to do that and some of my best teams i've ever built have come out of being willing to adapt to things like this because every draft win <laughs> go ahead say it again you it's, bastard it's, it's own unique <laughs> dynamic organism baby all right exactly hopefully come up with an acronym for that yeah. i will say this zamir white i mean Dude, just like we're not hearing the right things out of Las Vegas with Josh Jacobs. Like, I just, I, I have no idea how firm that is. I, I just hear Khalil Herbert. I know you're good, right? Because awesome. Gus yep. Edwards went in front of us. We're going to take Khalil Herbert like, last this, At this point, we're happy to get Khalil Herbert. We're like, Khalil Herbert, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> RB4. Hey, man, like, you could, his best case scenario could be like a Jamal Williams. It really could be. They're yeah. just, there's a little bit more uncertainty there that I don't think uh, th th it's going on with all of Chicago, Khalil Herbert and Cole Komet. People are looking way too much at last year, as opposed to what the new coaching staff could have in store. So uh, with the committee, Ian, sorry to interrupt you, but like, this is a very important pick for us. Yeah, you so could. just lo looking at the board, looking at the receivers, looking at everything that's there. Anything jumping out to you? Christian Watson has fallen like a million picks, but I feel like we have enough receivers. I, even at the value, it's like it's tough for me to figure out how Christian Watson gets on the field on this team. And there's probably going to be, if we really want to, there's going to be some more extreme wide receiver value like the next round or something. Is there a back you like? <laughs> I'm looking I at... I know, it, it's kind of gotten scary. I'd look at, I'd say Zamir Haskins. I think Zamir just went. Zamir just went. At the turn. Do we throw a dart on maybe the pass catching back in Kansas City? We could. That, unless you like Haskins. Like, you kind of got me a little bit back more on Haskins. We got, uh, you know, a running back there that we know is older, gets a lot of carries. Uh, Let's go with on Haskins. First or yeah, last, like, baby. All right. Yeah. Let's, I like it. I didn't even mention Daryl Williams. You notice that? No, dude. Come on. Come on. I'll make a team. <laughs> Like, he is, right. well, he's past ADP here at this point. So, but I know you hate him. So I just, I just let it go. We don't hate anyone, but Haskins legit fourth round pick. It's just a vet men deal for Daryl Williams. I understand that uh, Hassan Haskins, we got our, uh, oh my God, I forget it. We got, we got a shout out on the podcast. Um, I'll get the actual shout out. The Cunningham hive, Dwayne. Oh, okay. He the uh, slippery rocks finest Julius chestnut. I'm sorry, not cunning. Yeah, yeah. Julius yeah. chestnut. <laughs> That's a name right there. We'll see what happens, but man, it's just everything that has everything about Haskins profile. He is being set up to be their early down back of Derrick Henry. He's a replacement for Deontay Foreman. That's why they took him in the fourth round. He is the slightly cheaper version than Deontay Foreman. Like, it really is perfect where we're getting him. But, yeah, Dwayne, ideally, we'd be picking, you know, these three running backs we just did a couple like rounds two later. Rounds later. <laughs> With that said, man, we got some baller wide receivers. So Adapter we'll die, Ian. Adapter die. <laughs> New Hampshire license plate is live free or die. Got some family up there. That's always uh, taking me a little bit off guard, perhaps. But Nico Collins, wide receiver 64. Round 14. Bad news with John Mechie. He will be on 
likely out for the entire season, undergoing a bout with uh, Lacomia, Dwayne. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, I believe that's right. Terrible. Obviously, hope the best for Mechie. Great comeback story, I'm sure, in the wings. Does open up a lot of room for Nico Collins, someone that we obviously thought had plenty of opportunity in the first place with Mechie coming off the torn ACL as it is. But yes, would not be surprised if this kind of mid wide receiver 60, if not higher, you know, going around guys like Tolbert, Kenny Galladay, Joshua Palmer, Miko Harbin. This does seem like kind of the more accurate spot for Nico to be going in. And that is what's great about drafting in these sort of formats, Dwayne, because I think, again, we, we see things in these type of drafts that we'll see in more, you know, general ADP ranges this time in a couple of weeks, like just seeing guys like Jamal Williams, Chris Evans, Deontay Foreman going off the board ahead of a lot of these other mid RB five, RB six running backs. Those are the targets. It's I'm happy. We got our exposure to them as late as we did over the last few months. I don't think it's going to last much longer. No. And over here, because you have the two, the two flex spots like backs just go earlier. Uh, and when I say earlier, not necessarily earlier in the early rounds sometimes, but by the time you get to round 11 or 12, there's just more backs off the board than what you're dealing with at underdog. You know, it's also a different, different scoring format. So Dearness Johnson did go. And, and so it's, it is a, just, it's a situation where when you get to this point, um, you know, it's kind of like all bets are off. It's like, what do you want to do? Um, and honestly, there's not that many more backs I really care about. So we need to st start talking about like, what is the, you know, potential pivot here? And I got to make sure that I got my list all caught up. Cause I've definitely missed some stuff here. I'm trying to get everybody. I do like Samaj Piran as he's gone. As much as I agree with the idea that Evans has a higher ceiling than Piran, we could also just see Piran freaking take the job because that's what the Bengals have done in the past. Like, look at week 18, man. Chris Evans didn't even out-carry Travion Williams. And we're talking about him beating out Samaj Piran right now. Samaj Piran ran for 400-plus yards in college, Dwayne. Does he still have the all-time single-game <laughs> rushing record? Like, you know, if it was if it was Javante Williams that did that, I sure know we'd be hearing a lot more about it. Like, Samaj Piran ain't just... It's just another guy out there at this point in the draft, you know, talking ourselves into Samaj P. Ryan. Come on, let's go. Look, in drafts that are 20 rounds like this with all the backs off the board, like I think you've yeah. got to have you got to have some names like that. Um, so yeah, I am working the queue right now. We're basically we're just taking running backs, right? Yeah, well, I think we can I think we can do some other things too now. I mean, we've taken Watson. We've got five. I think we still need some more, but we've got to have a kicker. We've got to have a defense as well. Hey, um, what about so. Watson? Uh, Christian Watson? No. I was going to say, yeah, he went. But yeah, Deshaun Watson, if the that's who one. you're talking about. The good one. <laughs> the good one. I don't mind it, man. I do not mind it, especially when I can release him. Dude, it's yeah, exactly. It's a 15th round pick. If he gets suspended the whole year, we'll cut him. And we'll pick up someone that... For all we know, we might have taken this. Well, here's the thing with Deshaun Watson. And I know we don't normally take the extra quarterback, but if for some reason Lamar Jackson went down in like week six and Deshaun Watson comes into the league week seven, there's no way we're replacing is, and this. And this team is steaming. And this team is this team, this team, this team is steaming. Like, dude, Watson, it's like you don't miss a beat. You know, you just chunk him in the lineup. And look, I like it. We're putting a chip down saying, look, we built this team to be badass at tight end, badass at receiver. Let's go ahead and lock in quarterback. If he if he's suspended for the season, fine. Like we just move on. But like, what other player are we going to get in this range that gives you the kind of outcome that Watson could give us? That's like, not, uh, I don't want to draft Kenyon Drake. I like right the now. call. I like the call. Well, Someone we're going to have to take a kicker. 
Someone just yeah. took a quick kicker join. Yeah, I don't even have t- I don't even have kickers on my list. <laughs> so there goes just Sony. That is the one thing. We have an incredible new PFF app coming out, but you know, we're not going to give kicker analysis. I'm sorry. We'll rank them. We will rank them. Nathan not, will rank them. Not 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 me or Ian. Nathan will rank them. <laughs> That's why we love Nathan. We love Nathan. <laughs> For a lot of reasons, but you know, he he finds his way onto our on our good list really easy with that. All right, I yeah, want the Sean here and then we take I agree. hopefully Drake or McKinnon fall. Boom. Let's go. Let's go. But you're making a stand, man. I like it. It's like, you know, you built the team a certain way and we're going to have to fight at running back. We might as well, if we can avoid fighting at any other position. I don't know what Jacoby Myers comes back around the corner. Are we really going to let him go as much as you and I both like him? Uh, And they're just leaving him here. Like, dude, if Jacoby Myers catches eight touchdowns, he's going to be like a high end wide receiver too. We've just never seen him do that. We have five running backs at this point. I mean, there goes Jacoby. We don't have to worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Jarvis is still sitting there as well. Okay. Uh, after after Drake or McKinnon, who do we like the best next? Like Pierre Strong? I have Pierre Strong in our queue. I also have Jeff Wilson in our queue. Uh, the Jeff Wilson one's interesting if he just gets a role because he's actually kind of good. It, it, well, it, with there, it's just more plug and play. It's like we've just seen so many backs get plugged in, and it's like – but. Good chance he won't be on our roster by week three, but like you could imagine type of thing. Right. (laughs) Right. Great call by you on the Watson thing. Honestly, this is one of the things I love about drafting, you know, as partners. It's just like kind of bouncing these different things, you know, off of each other. And it's really easy to get kind of a sometimes as much as you may be prepared and all these different things. It's like still easy to get a one track mind. And honestly, I think the Deshaun Watson call, who knows if he would have won or not, doesn't matter. I think it's a brilliant, it's a brilliant idea based on this roster construction, knowing that we just need every other position to kick ass. And it was um, after everyone else went that we have, you know, the fields, cousins, yes. all, all those guys were gone. And we've talked about this, like Deshaun Watson, where he's going to be on the field. And when he, uh, okay, I'm, I'm sorry. If he is on the field, he is going to be a QB one. Like I'll take that over a perspective, Zach Wilson to a dart. One of those things. Although according to Tyreek Hill, you know, Zach Wilson, dog, Trevor Lawrence, I'm sorry, Tua, most accurate QB in the league. So keep that. You good with you good with taking Kenyon Drake here. Like we're gonna have to do it now. I really do like him. I love the AFC West. I think he's the receiving back. He's got to get over this ankle thing. But if if for some reason Josh Jacobs went down, we could have Kenyon Drake playing 60 percent of the role, right? And Zamir White just being the early down back. I think Kenyon Drake is actually the back to own in the Raiders' offense outside of Josh Jacobs. Let's do it. Back Kenyon to Drake, roster. Kenyon yeah. Drake was I'm some... sorry. I'm still trying to get over this own stuff, y'all, you guys. So just forgive me. Whatever. Oh, I don't mean anything by it. <laughs> of course not. Kenyon Drake, one of these guys too, man, where in 2020, low-key scores 10 touchdowns, over 1,000 yards. Like, yeah, he was one of these guys that, like we're hearing with kind of the Zeke and Antonio Gibson hive now, if you really want to just reward people that were healthy and on the field, you talk about their overall finishes instead of their per-game numbers. But, man, just – he was fine last year when he was out there on the field. He just unfortunately had that bad injury looking at like, look how invested we are in Ramondre Stevenson. If there is a Ramondre Stevenson in Las Vegas, it's probably Kenyon Drake. Yeah, I, I think it is. Um, he, yeah. I, like to me, it's, he's the Jack of all trades back, right? He's, he's not going to be the guy to lead the early downs. He's not going to be the guy to get all the passing downs, but he's the one that can do both. 
And so, yeah, I, I'm on board with Kenyon Drake and you know, he's got the pass catching profile. He's also been explosive in the past. And so, yeah, he is a little bit older, but he doesn't necessarily have a ton of touches on him, you know? So it's, it's kind of profile that I like to take late in drafts. We did a little earlier than probably what we would normally over here, but just the way that this was playing out, um, I think that's, you know, why we did what we did. I like tweeting and all these receivers that were sitting on the board are all flying off. I like tweeting mid pod. Just said, is Ken, <laughs> is Ken and Drake Las Vegas from Andre Stevenson? Send tweet. We boom. See Isaiah McKenzie. Well, off well, the well board. everybody's going to tell you no, but <laughs> yeah, it's just going to be like, no, no, he's not, man. <laughs> Put the blunt down, Ian. No, Whatever. no conversation. Just no. Just no. Just tweet and then do something else with your life. Getting into round 17 plus, man, 12 teamers too. I was in a 10 manner uh, a couple weeks ago and like it really does open your eyes up with uh, how how much deeper 12 is. God forbid some of those out there in 14 or 16. Dwayne, what's the biggest fantasy league you've ever been in? Most people. I did a 15 teamer one time. Uh, we had 14. We had a really good friend that wanted in. And we couldn't find a 16. So we had one more really good friend, but not another one after that. <laughs> <laughs> so the limit was at 15. So we went with an odd number. And then it went back to 14 the next But it was season. it was just one buy every single week. I mean, that actually it's kind of perfect. Yeah, it was it was fun. And this was like this was like 10 or 12 years ago. But okay. at the King's Classic, it's 14 teamer. So that'll right. be here in a few weeks. I had to hand my reigning, defending. Back to back snake draft Kings classic team over to Dwayne because of my lovely friend, Vinny. It's back to back champs. Uh, I got elevated to a different division last year. I've won the snake two years in a row, bro. Last year I was in the finals in snake and auction. Dude, I, I wouldn't, if I had two belts from the same like fantasy league, like I just have them wrapped over one sh each shoulder, like every single <laughs> podcast, like champ champ style. Like he would never get me to shut up after that. But as we, oh, Jeff Wilson just went off round 17. That would have been a nice one. Dwayne, I think Samaje Piran is arguably the next pick here. I do think he can be, I do think he's a player we can take with the very last pick. I, okay. I haven't seen him. I don't think I've seen him go even in any of these. What's he is in the queue if you click over to running back. So you got Tyler Beatty, Matt Breida, Snoop Connor, Damian Williams, Kyron Williams, Pierre Strong, Trey Sermon, Chuba Hubbard. Samaje Piran's behind all of those. Okay, I say we go. Is he? Ooh, if he falls to us, let's go George Pickens, man. Yeah, I like Pickens as well. He, he just, I, I don't. What if he's just the best wide receiver on Pittsburgh? Unlikely. Yeah, and, and that's kind of what you're looking for if you're gonna take another receiver here. Uh, the other guy, I, I do still like Corey Davis, right? Just former top eight pick overall. That's fine. Um, I'm fine going wide receiver at 17. I think due to our running back situation. Is there a defense you like? I ha we have not talked about defense at all. No, I need to. Do you need my... to pull up a schedule. <laughs> yeah, seriously. No, that's how I pick. I pick defenses. I find the uh, last year. I actually I wrote an article. I wrote one article on defenses, and I said uh, take the Bills, who I think were the defense eight, or the Broncos, who were like nine or ten. And it wasn't that hard. It was you look at. You look at half. I, I just look for who's playing the worst quarterbacks is all I look for. You That's look at that and you try to prioritize the defense with any semblance of havoc, which is a fantastic stat that looks at basically forced fumbles, pressure, interceptions, pass deflections, tackles for a loss, like all basically what it sounds like. Any defense that has a high rate of havoc. So you got 
I said Pickens. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm going with Pickens here, but... No, Pickens is the right profile. If you're if you're if you have a construction like this, like you don't really want like a a slot receiver, right? That could give you uh, you know, 50 catches for 500 yards. Probably not getting on the field, you know, on this roster. So you want to you want to take an upside play. Um, I mean, and I think Pickens gives you that. But I think we're done at receiver. Now I we think are. we potentially take our kicker or our defense coming back ha. and then we get P Ryan with the last pick. Um, I don't know. Do you have one? You're like, Oh dude. Really like, feeling? uh, I, well, I like Butker. I like gay. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I know. Sorry. Man. Not that there's You're anything wrong immature. with it. Not You're that there's anything immature. Hardest. Not that there's anything wrong yeah. with that. I would like to save kicker for 19 or 18. Let's say I'm, P- I'm fine. Let's say P right now and then go. Dude, Dude why? we can wait on Piran. I'm telling you, like, do you you don't like the Bucks? You don't like any of these defenses? <sighs> Let's just stream them. Who cares? Let's take Boston Scott and hope that not hope, but if Miles Sanders gets hurt, what about Matt Breida? And well, I think the Bucks are interesting, right? They play with the lead. They have a really good pass rush. They have the havoc rate. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I like the Bucks defense. Like, I think they they give you something different than like what you normally get. I mean, I'll take P Ryan, but he's gonna be there. And if we miss him, it's not like we're gonna be like super sad. Uh, the Bucks do seem like the last. You want teams that play with a lead that have the pass rush, dude. And not so, the not the vision is just trash. Like, yeah, let's do it. Let's go. You good. Yeah. yeah, I'll take it. That hey. makes that one easy. We're good. We'll wait on the kicker. I'll take P Ryan next, and then you you can decide what kicker you want. Look, a lot of times when I spew my kicker slander out there on Twitter, like people will try to like back me up without even knowing my actual reasoning, and they're like, "The scoring's too random." That's not why I hate kickers. Like, because people will try defense. to say like, I, "Well, that's defense too." <laughs> defense is real football players. I have no problem with defenses. If you, I don't know that our fantasy scoring best represents. Yeah, the I best defenses, but you know what? I think that's also true of full PPR scoring. So, uh, don't hate the player, hate the game. And defense, those are the real football players, man. Just get these kickers out of here. But you know what? I've I've speed speed that enough over the years. Tua, I'm, I'm just I'm just praying P Ryan doesn't go before we get to pick. Because <laughs> I've told you, I was like, he'll be there, man. He'll be there. Well, again, and this is probably where, where we will start. Oh, you know what? It doesn't even matter, dude. Time. He went before our Tampa Bay pick. Look at the board. P. Ryan went in the 17th, so we didn't even have a debate. We just missed him. Did he? I still don't he see did. it. Oh, Dude, he did. I, I'm the worst about missing the picks like right after me, especially if I'm pod, if I'm podcasting. Like if it's just me like watching a board marking off, it's pretty easy. But if you're trying to That's multitask, okay. like, I, you know, I, I for sure wanted Pickens over P. Ryan. If I if we were taking the I defense agree. over P. Ryan, maybe I would have had a few more choice words, but no, nah, that's fine. Well, and I still like Pierre Strong, to be honest. Like if if New England, and again, these are late round picks. Well, you know, we can easily cut them. But Pierre Strong, like we've heard the rumors that he's the good passing down back. We've heard the rumors they want to use more wide zone. He was the best wide zone runner in college. And what do we you say know? about the Patriots backfield? Draft the cheapest one. Yeah, and and people are just totally dismissing Pierre Strong Jr. And okay. I like the talent profile. Like the draft capital is the same as Ramondre Stevenson, and nobody wants to talk about him. All right, you're right, Pierre Strong. If not, I almost lean. You know, you have to pick the kicker just so you know, like you're going to have to stop it. Do we have to? (laughs) No, no, you have to choose. Yeah, we do have to draft one. Ah. It is a rule. It is a rule. Okay. I would say Pierre strong or, you know, and I I really like, 
Dude, I like McManus this year. Okay. Denver uh, with a better offense. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Fine. Look at me fine. trying to talk kickers with Ian. <laughs> Just getting annoyed over here. All right. Look, if preseason comes along and like what happens with Chuba happens with Eno this year, like Eno is going to shoot up into the running back probably 50 range. If we know yeah, for is sure. Is Eno still there? For some reason, I thought he went. And oh I, my God. He went around 15. Never mind. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, oh, it's my bad because. I'm I'm struck I'm not keeping the board marked off as well like I said okay. trying to talk and with some of these players going so early yeah. and I'm trying to scroll down to find them I'm like shit I don't even know where that person is on my list like they're just right. so far down I think the only feasible Look handcuff that. The running defense back was the right pick Look at them all go Ian I think the only even Benny Snell's gone the only feasible handcuff <laughs> running back Snell's left gone the only feasible one left Wayne can you name him uh Pierre Strong Jr. Oh, he's still there. Okay, other than Pierre Strong Jr. Uh, is Damian Williams still there by chance? He's at he's at the top. He's at the top of the free. Oh, Brita. Game. Yeah, Matt Brita. I'm fine with that. Like, again, it's not because we're going to be hyped to start Matt Brita. If something happens to Saquon Barkley, I've seen Damian Williams actually be a good running back, though. I've never seen that from Brita, and we and neither one of us seem to really like Tyler Algier I, all that much. I don't know about that, Matt Brita. You can put together. A solid 45 seconds. I, of, I agree with the 49ers when he's run through wide open lanes, just kind of like what we saw with Elijah Mitchell. Um, I thought you he want, was actually pretty good with the 49ers. I was about to say, I thought you like your explosive pass catching running. Backs. I, I do. I do. Look at that I next do. gen stats game speed. So Matt Breida potentially. <laughs> no, obviously the biggest indictment on Breida is that like he had every chance in Buffalo under the same freaking coach to make this happen. It's just one of those things where again, Saquon is one of these guys where people aren't necessarily that high in him staying healthy. And right now he would be the next guy. I do wonder if someone like Devonte Freeman, David They're Johnson, leaving Julio here for you, dude. They're leaving Julio and Curtis Samuel on the board for Ian. Oh my, you can make me pick. Hell? Make me pick between Julio and Curtis Samuel. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's an evil thing to do. I realize the other option would be David Bell. Since we have Deshaun Watson, just throwing but, ideas. Oh out. my God. Just, just bantering ideas about. Can Julio go to the Cowboys? That'd be so sick. You know how good he'd look in the Thanksgiving throwback jerseys? Uh, he would look good. The and Cowboys the have a number 11 right now? Uh, oh, no, it's, Cole, it's, Cole, it's Parsons. Yeah, My it's God. Parsons. I'm Parsons. so sorry. Yeah. All right. No, I, it's I got Parsons. That and, then, and before that, like it was Beasley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh, uh, dude! That could, if we would have like not gotten Parsons like immediately after, that could have been like an all-time blunder for like the blunder. five people. <laughs> for, like the five people still listening, almost ninety minutes in the podcast. So yeah, nobody's listening. It's down to kickers and defenses. Round nineteen. All right, Pierre Strong, Damian Williams could win that job from Tyler Algier. I'm fine with that call. The the other option is receiver. We just know Corey Davis is a good player. Nothing yeah. wrong with having good players, and they could have a guy go down. Julio Jones, Curtis Samuel. Or we take one of these three backs. We do need the back the most. Um, yeah, I, I honestly, like, I'm good with any of these picks. Pierre Strong, Damian Williams, Matt Breida, Corey Davis, Julio Jones, Curtis Samuel. We probably need to swing on the backfield again. I say Pierre Strong. Okay. Let's see if he makes it here. I mean, we're just – the concerns with him are just competition level, right? I mean – Yeah, yeah, yeah. We like the profile. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's – Damn, Evan Silva must be drafting with us. There goes Taysom Hill off the board. At this spot, tight end premium especially, I guess that's fine with him. I'd like to get, you know, it's just the Michael Thomas injury 
circus is keeping all the news. I'm I'm not sure when Taysom's gonna be back from the list Frank injury. If he's there week one, then I'd be far more interested. But as things stand right now, I am not sure. OBJ over Julio and Will Fuller. Come on, guys. I, I love OBJ. Yeah. It's too much. I love him. I'm gonna play till November. Yeah, if at all, man. Like who the hell knows? Like he maybe he just waits for the playoffs or something. That that'd be kind of crazy, but man. I think Jason Sanders will be a sneaky kicker this year. I just got to bring it all back to kickers for Ian. Hey, Ian, uh, you know, high correlation between uh, defenses and kickers. We could just take Ryan Suckup. <laughs> oh, my no, God. No comment. No comment. <laughs> I, I just – I can't all do right, it. Pure, right? I, it's Pierre Strong or bust right now. So Pierre I, Strong right here, right? Yeah, Pierre Strong. Let's do it. Boom. Let's rock it. I like it. I've been taking Pierre Strong in the very last round of my uh, DraftKings. Uh, you know, since the puppy's not going right now and I can't, you know, I don't want to use all, I don't want to do all my best ball manias right now. Um, I've been throwing some money down on DK and, uh, Pierre strong, like, you know, things are tightening. Like when I was drafting in June on vacation, like, man, I was getting people I loved and not love, but really players you like in round 19, round 20. Now it's getting harder and harder. You're getting around 18 and 19, you know, 20. And you're like, who the hell are these guys? Like this guy here's dead. So it's, hey. uh, Latest quote from Kyle Shanahan on the quarterbacks had an awesome run with Jimmy, but when you bring in the cap and things like that, there's just so many tough decisions you have to make. Jimmy will be in a good spot. Most likely somewhere else. There you go. Not, not, not a report, not a beat writer whisper. Kyle you trusting me on kickers with uh Jason Sanders. Take, take whoever you want. I, I, I don't care. Jason Fair. Sanders has been a really good kicker in the past and I love kickers on the Shanahan style offenses. And that's what we've got in Miami. It is a secret ingredient for kickers. So we've got him and we don't even have a kicker list and we still manage to take our kicker. We want to do a quick recap here, Ian, what do we want to do? You just want to keep talking kickers? Like that's that's what kind of <laughs> no, the Girl Scout Saunter does not want that's the team name. Girl we didn't Scout even mention Saunter. the team name until now. Girl Scout Saunter. Dwayne, break down this squad that again, I think we can agree would have liked the running back room to look a little better, but hey, I think yeah. I, I think we got a bullet here. We're competing. I agree. While while I'm bringing down this team, you kind of be looking at these other teams and maybe have like one or two in mind that you kind of like what they did. Like I'm looking at team two. Don't love every pick they made, but getting Lance as late as they did. We already talked about what team three did team four. Um, I thought was an interesting, um, you know, very wide receiver heavy build. And I thought they did some things. Okay. Later. So you want to take a look at those and I'll kind of walk folks through our picks round by round. So just recap round one started off with Jamar chase, he will be our wide receiver one, obviously. Chase, no one really in the NFL at this point can do everything he does where he can attack down the field, yards after the catch, like every single thing that Jamar Chase can do. Yes, he has target competition from T. Higgins, who Ian and I both love. But at the end of the day, like we're talking about, like is this the next Randy Moss? Like is this the next like true mega alpha wide receiver? You get him four spots past ADP. We love it. Then coming back around. Stefan Diggs falls to us three or four picks past ADP. And remember, you only have to start two wide receivers, but you have two flex spots. So we've got our two wide receiver spots filled. Stefan Diggs gets to play with an elite quarterback, plays in an offense, and wants to throw the ball all the time. And who would be surprised if Stefan Diggs didn't have a 30% target share this year? We have no clue who even the second option on the team is going to be. Yet we like a lot of these other players, but no one's in the same range as Diggs on his own team. And that's the sort of thing that historically leads to these 30% target shares. We've never really seen that, though, Ian, in a team that passes the ball, ball as much as the Bills. I mean, we, we could be talking about, I don't want to get crazy, but like 
200 targets like is a potential for a player like Stefan Diggs, just to throw that out there. So Travis Etienne coming back in the third round. We got a little bit. We, we actually got a discount here. Travis Etienne has been going in the first three picks of the third round, but the news today with James Robinson being back really spooked people. For Ian and I, Ian, you can jump in here if you want, but for me, it doesn't really scare me. And the reason why is I think you're still getting Travis. If Travis Etienne is going to get 40 to 50% of the work and all the passing down snaps, basically what DeAndre Swift was last year, you're already still, you're buying him right now at his floor. Like you're already calculating in James Robinson playing if you're taking Travis Etienne and his profile in the third round. If James Robinson doesn't get to play, it's a great swing to have the huge upside RB1 to go with Jamar Chase and Stefan Diggs. So he fits the profile we want. Coming back around in the fourth round with the third pick, we take George Kittle. This is a tight end premium draft. Yes, George Kittle has competition for targets. Yes, George Kittle plays in a run-heavy offense. Yes, George Kittle is basically the opposite of everything we just said with Stefan Diggs, but he is still probably the best tight end in the league. Recently did um, some math on his targets, targets per route run. He still projects better than Dalton Schultz, who everybody wants to give more um, targets to. He still projects better than TJ Hawkinson, who people are mentioning. I ah, just don't take Kittle this year. Look, the, the upside is just too huge for Kittle. Could he struggle a little bit week to week? That could definitely be a factor, but just the, the factor that he could still be the tight end one is in the range. And so now looking at this after four, Four picks, Jamar Chase, Stefan Diggs, Travis Etienne, George Kittle, all players with massive upside and really good spots. And so you get Amon Ross St. Brown in the fifth round, already mentioned earlier with him. Um, but look, I know folks are, you know, arguing about this. Like, you know, Amon Ross St. Brown, you know, he can't have all the targets he had last year. It's, we're not saying he's gonna. You're getting him in the fifth or sixth round, folks. And what if he does have a 25, 28% target share? We've seen TJ Hawkinson for a few years now. We've seen DJ Chark for multiple years. We've seen, um, who else am I missing here? We, we like DeAndre Swift. Like he's a great target out of the backfield, but he hasn't necessarily been great from a PFF rushing and receiving grade. There's a chance Amon Ross St. Brown is going to give you value similar from the slot role to what we've seen with Cooper Cup, not last year with Stafford, but in the past with Jared Goff, which can still be, oh, by the way, Cooper Cup already had a wide receiver four overall finish three years or two years or three years ago. I can't remember now. So Monroe St. Brown is in play for that. You're drafting him again as your four. We got him as the wide receiver three. So fine. If he's a wide receiver three, great. But if he has a wide receiver two, maybe wide receiver one upside, it's huge. Come back with that's, Russell Gage. And, and go ahead. that's the yeah, indictment go. on, on Amonra. They're like, he's not going to have that same success down the stretch. He's probably not going to be the wide receiver two behind only Cooper Cup. When we can draft him at the wide receiver 28, yeah, I'm cool with that. Absolutely. And then coming back with Gage kind of fits the same thing we talked about with Jamar Chase and Stefan Diggs. Not the talent level, but a player that really has shown breakout metrics, breakout traits, and he plays with Tom Brady. He plays in a pass-heavy offense. Yes, Chris Godwin is not on the is not on the pup, but we know that it could be a while before Godwin's ready to go. And even then, like we've seen Antonio, remember, folks were rushing to grab Antonio Brown last year at the end of draft season, pushing him up boards. And Gage is a player, we're not calling him Antonio Brown. But again, like the, he's the opposite of MVS. He's the opposite of Alan Lazard. He's actually shown breakout potential. He's now playing in a good offense. Coming back in the seventh round, we take Lamar Jackson. So Lamar slides in this format kyler murray these quarterbacks tend to slide a little bit but lamar i think was honestly ian like as much as we love kyler and kyler's our number two like lamar is the one that really fell more past adp so we got to pick with lamar that's just really tough to get and so now like dude just listen to these playmakers ian jamar chase stefan diggs travis Etienne, george kittle amon ross st brown russell gage and lamar jackson then we come back with our rb2 of kareem hunt 
checks the passing down boxes, checks the explosive playmaker boxes, could get traded to another team. The Ernest Johnson could get traded to another team. If that doesn't even happen, like we still have an opportunity here with Kareem Hunt, who scored 17 points per game last year in his first six games healthy with Nick Chubb, was a fifth, sixth-round pick in fantasy drafts last year. Not that much has changed, folks, other than the fact that he was hurt. And so now you get him here. Ninth round, we come back with Drake London. Tenth round, Kadarius Tony. So London, those are two. King. Those are two guys that you can very easily argue are the number one pass game options in their offenses. Now, are the offenses good? No, they have a doorway to it for sure. That's why we're taking them in round nine and round ten, though. And then as Dwayne lists off the running backs, like again, we're taking RB twos on their team that they're literally one injury away from going five plus rounds higher here. And I think that's why I like most about basically. Our whole roster, Dwayne, like we we have a lot of the wide receivers. Obviously, we spent the capital on them to ensure that we were getting some dope players there. But even the running backs, as weak as they might look to the naked eye, we still have a bunch of guys that one injury to Detroit, to Chicago, to Tennessee, to Las Vegas, to New England. All of a sudden, we got a player here. Yeah, and all we need is our RB2 for sure. We built a team based on the way the draft played out the way ba- the way value played out remember this is one quarterback two running back two receiver one tight end one kicker one defense two flex we have essentially put our stake in the ground Ian, saying we are flexing receiver all the way along and the drake london Kadarius tony picks ensure that we do that so now some people that will wait right and then they just plow all these running backs if you don't hit on any of them now all of a sudden you're like well crap i gotta flex a running back this week who is that we should not be in that situation this year We should be flexing wide receiver every week. We just need an RB2. And guess what? We already have it. It's Kareem Hunt. But then behind that, and I'll hit these quicker. uh, And for for here, this is starting in round 11. So we go Jamal Williams, a player Ian and I have talked about a ton. Just a lot of outs for Jamal Williams. Was really closer to a split last year in the games that were closer leading with DeAndre Swift. We think the Lions could be a better team. That's one out. Out number two, DeAndre Swift, as much as we love him, he has the profile we want. Pass receiving back, explosive playmaker. He has holes in his game. Like his PFF rushing grade has been bad for two years. His PFF receiving grade has been bad for two years. Go listen to Jay Moyer on Twitter. He will tell you like he, you know, he'll tell you like all the problems with DeAndre Swift. And so there's also a chance that the coaches just think, wow, Jamal Williams, we've got an offense is not trailing all the time now. We want to stay on schedule. We've seen him play in every down role with Aaron Rodgers in the past. And then the last thing is DeAndre Swift could get hurt. So you've got a player potentially on an ascending offense, really good offensive line, lots of outs for Jamal Williams. Come back with Albert Okwabunum in round 12. Again, Ian mentioned this earlier. Probably wouldn't do this if it wasn't a tight end premium league, but we want to go ahead and have two. Albert O, as high as I have him in the ranks, we still waited. He slid. It's the underlying data points, the yards per route run, targets per route run. All of those things point to a potential elite player, and we need, we need you want to have two in this roster, in this particular format. Then we just pounded the running backs, Khalil Herbert, Hassan Haskins. Uh, so we'll spend too much time on those guys, but you got to have darts at this point. You know, Ian and I are not as crazy about Herbert and Haskins, but because team one took 25 running backs by round five, you know, it was just kind of a situation where everything was drying up a little bit in front of and, us. And, we, and, had and to, we had to take some of these guys earlier round wise than we wanted, but Jamal Williams was but still. You have to, you have to adapt. You have well, to. Right. And he's like, Jamal was still the RB 52. Herbert was the RB 59 Haskins RB 62. So we weren't reaching on them relative to the other running backs. To your point, we adapted and we went with the flow. And well, our adaptation was taking London and Tony in rounds eight and nine. And we got got great wide receivers because of it. That's fine. with Yes, exactly. 
And so we also come back with Haskins. Look, you just got an older player with Derrick Henry, got a lot of carries on him. Who knows? We're not saying that he's going down or anything, but it's a nice chip to put down on the fourth rounder. And then Ian had a brilliant call in, in round 15. Have to give him all the credit on, on this <sighs> one. Coming back, calling out Deshaun Watson. And the reason I love it, I said it earlier, Ian, but like we've already put our chip down on the, like this, this team is going to be really good at every position, except the RB2 is what we're worried about. And this ensures this. Now, Watson could get you know, suspended for the whole year, but it's fine. We get Deshaun Watson in round 15. And for some reason, we get Deshaun Watson. He plays this season. And Lamar Jackson goes down in week 10. And Lamar Jackson's a big part of our team. Like, we have one of the few players that you can draft round 15 or later. We have the only quarterback you can draft in round 15 or later that you could argue could actually replace Lamar Jackson in a fantasy lineup. And Ian, I know you did it all because of this, because you wanted it with the Kareem Hunt stack. Because we know Kareem Hunt's the passing down back. And you're you're anticipating eight receiving touchdowns for Kareem Hunt down the stretch. I, th- I thought you were about to bring up a week 17 matchup and I was gonna smack you through the computer. No, I didn't I didn't bring up I don't do it in redraft. I'm not looking for it. It's not look like if it works out, it's fine. I'm just yeah. not as concerned about it, you know, over here because we're gonna be p- picking up and dropping players. Like that's something you think more about sure. like in the future. Um, and then just to round it out, like I'm not going to spend a much time on all these, but we go Kenyon Drake to grab um, another back. He's a passing down specialist, so he checks the boxes we want, plays in the conference we like. Come back with George Pickens. Mentioned this earlier, but if you're going to take another receiver on a team that's already got six that is kind of loaded the way we have, you need one with high upside that could force their way into the lineup. You're not necessarily looking for just you know a dink and dunk type player, and so George, George Pickens fits that profile. Uh, twisted Ian's arm into uh, Tampa Bay defense because they play with a lead, got a good havoc rate. Coming back in round 19, Pierre Strong, a guy that everybody's forgotten about, but same capital as Ramondre Stevenson almost, could play passing downs, also has an opportunity to play more if they use wide zone. And then the last pick, Jason Sanders, kicker for the Miami Dolphins. So, can we cut him? Hey, can we cut him right now and pick up Julio? No, you can't. <laughs> I love how you're thinking the rules. Uh, in this yes. format, no, you got to carry one. Uh, you got to draft one and you got to carry one. I, I've had plenty of home leagues, though, where I've definitely known that's the rule. And right after the games on, you know, Sunday, uh, there was a there was a deal where, or sorry, on Tuesday, like as soon as the waivers open, like the cut I would make every week was kicker. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> and what's funny is I was the first one to do that. There was another buddy <laughs> of mine that I play poker with all the time and he was doing it. I was like, yeah, that's smart. Like, I'm just going to drop my kicker every week. Wanted to uh, give a quick shout out to two other squads here. Team four, Diamond 719, quarterback Kyler Murray, Godman round seven, same spot we got Lamar Jackson. Running back, they pretty similar strategy to us, honestly. They got Cam Akers in round three, was able to get Justin Jefferson, Gabriel Davis, Rashad Bateman, Chris Goblin, Devontae Smith, Traylon Brooks, Rondale Moore, Jahan Dotson, Isaiah McKenzie at wide receiver. A bunch of guys I love. And Dwayne, a lot of the RB twos that i mean if they would have fallen to us and you know i'm sure we took similar ones that they were probably looking at as well but naim hines chris evans dearness johnson you know benjamin guys that we were kind of talking about throughout the uh entire stream so got trey mcbride at the end i do wonder because i've thought about trey mcbride in like scott fishbowl and some of these deeper longer formats like what if zach Ertz gets hurt I do yeah, think I, we, I, I take him with pick 20 quite often over. There's a chance. Teams. There's a chance that Max Williams is kind of the guy, but they just spent a second round pick on him. We really think Trey McBride is w- just could, that talent that late folks. Exactly. It, it comes down to everything. You're just betting on like what happens with this big case upside and it Trey McBride has it. And round 19 in tight end premium. Absolutely. So really like team four. Also, I like that team too. I really like that team. 
Also, Team Nine, great name, dude. Where's my car? Uh, Dalvin Cook, Leonard <laughs> Fournette, a little bit of a superhero RB start. Then AJ Brown, Mike Williams, Allen Robinson gets the Herbert Mike Williams stack. Amari Cooper, don't love, but you know, wide receiver 37. That's a perfectly fine spot. Damon Harris, Isaiah Spiller, Tyler Lockett, Garrett Wilson, continuing the Chargers stat with, with uh, Gerald Everett. Also, snag Gus Edwards, Jarek. Uh, and Jarek McKinnon. So again, a lot of the guys that we were kind of talking about along the way. And yeah, yeah the Spiller Dwayne. pick was a great one right in front of us. I, I, we still would have gone Drake London, even with Spiller yeah. there. Um, sorry, just a cleaner path for Drake London, higher draft capital. Uh, you know, you're just, you're going to take Drake London, but the Spiller, we wanted Spiller to go by and come back, right? We would have probably turned, we might've turned Spiller into Tony. I'll be honest. Tony would still be really hard to to pass in round 10 where we got him he normally goes in round eight or nine of these drafts and so i don't you know i don't know how much exposure i'm gonna get to tony as much as i like him like some drafters get really aggressive so in a draft where you know tony falls i like it you know and dude i don't think we're gonna see many drafts where and i, I mean I, I could be wrong i haven't studied a hundred of these boards i've only done one of these but i pay attention you know to ffpc adp pretty closely i'm looking at it almost every day i would be kind of surprised to see that many teams get drake and or Drake London and Kadarius Tony this late. Anything else you want to say about this board, Dwayne? I, I think we shouted out team three earlier with the cup Javante Debo. Started. Like that one too. Not crazy about the Miles Sanders pick in, in, in round six, but again, I mean, it is a good offensive line. It is a good offense. Like yeah. you're kind of, you know, look, we could be wrong about Miles Sanders. I, sure. I'm just out on pretty much taking the backs in that range. I like the receivers that I'm getting better, but at the end of the day, like I'm okay with that. Um, but yeah, I, I do like team three as well. Team one is a lesson on what not to do at home. Um, <laughs> team one, if you are a PFF subscriber and you do listen to this, we still love you. So don't take it personal. Um, but yeah, don't ever draft that way again. And then looking at, I mean, I, I, th I think they were just probably auto. They only took two wide receivers. Like. No, they're not auto. If they're auto, you'll see the stars. This, this was a, this was a plan. So they, uh, they unironically only drafted two wide receivers. Yeah, they. this Sheesh. was literally the plan. This was the plan. Uh, now, look, people do weird things in these big tournaments. But the, look, I've been drafting them for so long. You don't have to do that stuff to have really good drafts. But people kind of get their mind, well, what if I just did this and built this whole thing this way, like and I hit, and no one else can get any of the running backs because I have them all. And I don't know. I don't know what the thought process is. He'll probably win 500K and you know, just come <laughs> back and tell us that we're idiots and we should you know, have different jobs. But you know, I'll, I'll eat that. You know, in that case, yeah, there. in that case, I will tip my hat to him. Same freaking thing with Miles Sanders. Like, hey, again, we're in July. Hey, I'll give him a hat tip. He stopped us from probably building an we built a really good team. I think we have a top three team in this room, personally. Yeah. Um, I think the other two teams are probably the ones like team three and team four would be the and there's some other good teams here too. Um, so I mean it's gonna be a competitive league. Um, but he probably did stop us from building an absolute monster just because he sent the, the, the running back shooting up the board. Uh, like Tyrion Davis-Price, you know, we couldn't even get him to come back to us, you know, in the 11th round. He's I mean, going to have to cut some of these guys, though. We got to we gotta stay woke on that waiver. Yeah, no, you're, you're right. And, and again, this is the thing with redraft. We know we're going to get cuts. And I the other thing, again, I mentioned earlier, I love about this team is we know where we've got to, we know what we've got to address. Yep. But at the same time, like drafting this early, like if Derrick Henry goes down, or if David Montgomery goes down, and we don't want these things, folks. If of course if you know DeAndre Swift goes down, you know Kenyon Drake, like I mean uh, Josh Jacobs, like there's a lot of outs here. Now, of course, if Travis Etienne goes down, like we might just like <laughs> we 
we're going to be trying to. It, it can go the, the other way. It can Absolutely. go the other way. It can go, and that's the thing with drafting this early. But no, not nothing else to add. It was a blast, though. Uh, I, I really like the team that we built, like a couple of the others, and uh, it's just number one. So I'm looking forward to doing more. Absolutely, there. Well, Dwayne, you know, usually we can talk, whatever, for around. I, like, I don't know. It's limitless, man. We talked for two, three. I think we did three plus hours one time this all season. We've gone an hour 45 today. Anything else you want to get off your chest? I don't think we're going to pod together for uh, two two whole days, man. We got the running back strategy article out live. We're going to have – actually, I'm sorry, one day. Hopefully, we'll have a fantastic guest here coming on midweek, and there will be wide receiver tight end strategy to end the week. So anything else, my friend, you want to get off your chest? No, uh, yeah, folks want to go check out the strategy articles. So the plan for quarterback, running back, receiver are all live on the site. Tight end will come out on Wednesday. And then on Friday, we'll have an article coming out that's just, just really focusing on the number one thing we want to look at for each team in training camp that has the most fantasy yeah. relevance. So big questions, right, that we're really looking to get answered that might help tip us one way or the other. Do we want to be more aggressive on certain players or are these players we might think about fading? Um, or will we even get that information, right? Not not it, not all the time do we get it, but if we were to get the right information, what would it look like? And then how would we use that um, you know, to really think about our rankings? So super excited about that. Actually started putting that list together last week. I don't know, I've got over half the teams like with my notes on, on what I think that's going to look like, so I'll finish that up later this week. I had the fun Monday where the live PFF account tweets out my fantasy rankings, and of course – I had to have 10 people just let me know that how can Christian McCaffrey be the first overall pick when he's just going to get hurt and miss the entire season, Dwayne. So luckily, you know, everyone let me know that today so I can hopefully go forward and become better at my job there. But top 200 fantasy football rankings live over at PFF.com. And I'm going to have tears up in the next couple of weeks. And, you know, I I've done the team previews. You guys have listened to podcasts. I've gone through every player already. But one thing I want to do instead of just kind of rehashing a bunch of that was just really highlight 10 players that relative to consensus rank and ADP, I am especially high on those. So if you happen to still be somehow listening to this podcast an hour, 47 minutes in, <laughs> I'll just, you don't even have to read it. I'll tell you the answers this time because thank you for being here. Mike Evans, Mike Williams, Kareem Hunt, Cordero Patterson, Zachers, Rondale Moore, Justin Fields, Jahan Dotson, Daryl Henderson, and Jamal Williams. Absolutely love them compared to my fellow fantasy football rankers out there, as well as the ADP put on by them, as well as you all, the public. So appreciate so you, you guys. Just go take a screenshot here, Ian, and show everybody, hey, it's pick two. You, you guys go. are right. I should have him two, not one <laughs> for CMC. Job done. All you can ask for. For Dwayne. I'm Ian. Thanks to those for tuning in to PFF Fantasy Football Podcast. And until next time, take care, everybody. 